Hey friends, before we start the podcast proper, I just need to acknowledge something really sad that has taken place, uh, which is the passing of Bryce Rutledge. Uh, Burr Icy was the username online. Uh, he was a longtime contributor to the entire fandom and community, uh, particularly through some incredible photography, uh, and uh, wanted to raise awareness that there is a GoFundMe for Bryce's memorial service to help support his family, and... Uh, just acknowledging that here at the start before we get into the podcast proper. It sucks. It's very sad. It's far too soon, and it's extremely tragic. So if you're able to help out with the GoFundMe, uh, check out the link. If you're not, it's fine, but uh, maybe you can at least, you know, pass on some kind words. And uh, here we go into the episode proper. What the f*** going on down there? Aaron said boop. Red button. DJ said red button. And I've got mine going. But that's not all. In addition to that effect, I also draw three cards and then discard two cards from my hand. But one of those cards is a lightning rod beefsteak, which means that thanks to my lightning rod beef helmet, I get to play one additional card from my hand into my graveyard supplemental deck and draw three cards. I've been watching some Yu-Gi-Oh! gameplay for fun, and uh, it's it's a good time. Y'all ever seen people play actual Yu-Gi-Oh! cards? I have not. It's bonkers. It's bonkers. Uh, I'm glad that people are having fun with it. But I also know everyone I know who and ever talked to who likes it also says, don't play this, which is a great endorsement for a game. Uh, but uh, that's that's not what we're endorsing. We're here to I was about to say we're here to endorse the Transformers. That's not really right either. Why would I say that? We don't work for them. Why? <laughs> uh, we're here to endorse the enjoyment of robots. Uh, and ideally, you're able to just uh, take them. As the people, uh, I, I'm 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 Evangelist. I'm Chris. I'm in Canada. I'm joined by two Americans. One of them is Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Chris. How's it? How you oh doing? boy, howdy! I beat you to it. Oh no, <laughs> we have to start all over. What the fuck's going on down there? We don't have to start all over. Um, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm thriving and surviving, as I like to say. Uh, Nice. Uh, also joined by another American, TJ. Hi, TJ. Hello. Um, what's it like in in America as well? <laughs> um, the parts that aren't on fire is that the one? Those are the ones you mean? Or? I, yeah, I had that moment right after I asked. I was like, "Wait, it's not the aughts anymore. That's not a fun question anymore." <laughs> uh, TJ. You are you are uh, uh you're back from TFCon Orlando. You were actually there. <laughs> yeah, for once. Um, so it's uh, I, I was I was eyeballing the event from a distance. Um, kind of just keeping an eye on things, having a little bit of FOMO, uh, but also keeping an eye on things, hoping people are doing okay. I'm glad to say, from my perspective, it seems there there was no major issue. There were no uh, trouble players. Uh, at the convention, um, there were a handful of odd encounters outside of the convention uh, on the parts of some folks I know. But in the actual show, it sounds like it all went great. TJ, it's, it sounded like you were having a good time going by your uh, your socials feeds. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, yeah, everything I heard about TFCon was a oh yeah, it's the social Transformer convention, and yeah, I, I, for once, like I decided I'm not taking a camera around. I'm just going to go there to be me. You know, maybe I'll hit up some of the panels, but for the most part, I'm just there to hang out. I got no time to go to panels because I spent the whole time just talking to people. I know that. Mm-hmm. I know that. <laughs> um, I did see, though, uh, it was very funny because there was a panel going on and then <laughs> someone I was talking to who was recalling a panel from L.A. at one point was like, yo, did this panel just grow? And I looked and then I had to very quickly go like, oh, no, no, no. I told TJ and Aaron about the funny LA panel. So, so this, but yeah, TJ, I saw you. Uh, you were you got popped up during the um, the YouTubers panel. Yes, <laughs> during the during the panel, someone asked, "What is the worst Transformer you've ever messed with?" And I'm just I'm in the front row just to kind of support some new friends, mm-hmm. and they're all just like pointing down at me now and just waving me up, like, "Okay, you have to come answer this." And you see, I, that's why I was like, I, I was telling, I was telling my friend, I was like, I'm fairly certain TJ was invited up there to speak. <laughs> mm-hmm. and you see no, that? I just rushed the stage. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> baba booey, baba booey, baba booey. <laughs> that's something that sometimes has to be clarified from afar. <laughs> um, but that was, that's really cool. Uh yeah, I, I, it sounded like, um, yeah, there's just good vibes all around, um, and I'm really happy about that. Uh, obviously, one can have some concerns uh, going into uh, parts of the world, and uh, in this case, everything was shored up well. And uh, I meant to ask, did that, was, was that YouTuber panel? Because obviously, I, I, I always care about uh, fan-run panels, so uh, did that one go well overall? Um, overall, well. I mean, amongst the group itself, they all podcast and stream together. So, like, they all, you know, they're they're all just doing their chaotic thing. Okay. Um, I, I mean, th- there is a point of criticism of, like, I wish they had someone vetting things because the first guy who got up to the microphone to ask a question spent five minutes detailing how much he really loved one specific Transformer VHS. Ah, yeah, yeah. There's, um, there is a presence sometimes missing right now at TFCons because we, we, um, for a while, um, Michelle used to be able to get to like literally every TFCon, and she knows how to run a panel room. But that was when there was like one or two TFCons a year, and <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's it's a lot harder for her now. And yeah, that's um, if I were to ever give like, you know how we used to do convention prep. If I were to ever give you're running a panel prep, one thing would be if you're running a panel and there's a number of folks and you don't have someone there, um. Hopefully, someone can can designate amongst the group who's going to be the executioner, right? Like, who's going to be the one that goes like, you know, uh, hey, we uh, <laughs> we have less than an hour, so we got we got to keep these questions moving, got to keep them bopping. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a, there's a skill set to that, obviously. Like, you can really easily wreck the vibe of a room doing that. But um, yeah. I, I saw like, or- well, and then that's also the other thing is it's it's a rough deal because, I mean. There are plenty of people in our 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 fandom that uh, maybe are not as social as others. Yeah, yeah. We'll say, mm-hmm. and and don't sometimes have that skill set to realize I'm asking a question, so I need to ask the question, not give you know maybe give a little bit of preamble as to why the question, but you know, yeah. 
And, I, I, I know, I know that we've gotten that before too, where somebody wants to give the the run up to the life story to ask about which Power Master was our favorite or something. It's like, okay, I I get that you know Power Master Optimus Prime has a deep special place in your heart, but you don't need to tell me about the fourth cosplay that you did as him with completely changed boots. Let's just get okay. All right. Yeah, I, I found in in my longer experience that in in almost any case, uh, if you just if you just like really politely like, especially if you're the one on the mic, right up on the on the uh, the panel, you've got a certain sort of inherent position of, of authority over the room. Uh, and if it is starting to run, like check check your check your watch or your phone, like make sure you keep track, like you know of how many minutes is taken if there is a bit of a lead up happening. And if it clears like two minutes, can I just go? Like, oh, sorry, but like, there are folks, and if, especially if there are, right? There are folks in the line behind you, and we mm-hmm. only have this many minutes left. So I don't mean to cut in, but like we, uh, we kind of got to keep bopping here. So like, what's what's the meat of your question? Give me the steak. Give me the give me the juicy red, right? Give me mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of to kind of yeah. you know, have fun with it. But like, yeah, it, that can be rough. That can be rough. Um. But uh, yeah, that oh, that's awesome. Like we're gonna obviously talk about some of your haul going in, but I'm glad that you had a good time. And I know TJ, you've not been able to make it to a lot of like basically Transformers conventions, right? Like it's in oh, general, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I've been I've been stuck like having to stay close to Florida for so long. I yeah. did have I was talking to Proto Man while I was there, and he's like poking me. Hey, come to L.A. Come to L.A. You should come to L.A. Come to L.A. I might go. I might go to L.A. I don't know yet. I'm actually in the same spot. I really want to go back because I had a really good time in L.A. Uh, it had a very unique vibe that was actually really fun. <laughs> and it, tur- it turns mm-hmm. out I also have a bunch of, uh, like I say a bunch, I have more than one friend in that area um, kind of outside of Transformers. And it was it was sort of a really pleasant surprise when I got a message or two of like, hey, I saw you're in the area. Do you want to go hang out for like a bit? And I was like, Absolutely! Holy crap! That's like that's like a bonus to this trip. It turns out people live in in that Burbank area, right? Yeah. So yeah, it you... turns out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I've got I, I've got, I, a, I've got one friend who's I, already like asking me to come in, wants to put me up for the weekend, and I've got another friend I that I've met since then. Like the cleric in my D and D game is out in L.A., so I kind of want to visit her. Oh, nice. Um, Aaron, you're saying? Uh, I was going to say, and I love. Specifically, TFCon LA, because it's at its location, you fly into the airport, you walk out of the airport to the hotel. Yeah. 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 That's convenient. And also, like, I kind of like an American TF... Like, this is speaking as an outsider, obviously, but, like, I kind of like, right now, an American TFCon in a location like that, where it's a little bit remote, but there's also stuff just nearby enough, um, mm-hmm. so I don't feel like I'm suddenly dumped into a city, if that makes sense. Um so I I kind of I kind of enjoyed that. Um, so obviously it's it's a pricey trip, but like I'm hoping I can figure that one out because I, yeah I had a lot of fun. And that's leaving out the part where it's like, you know, it's the 40th anniversary of of Generation One, and obviously a lot of actors are in LA LA area as well, right? So, um, yeah, I don't know. My, hey, if I make it and you make it, then uh, for the first time since frigging when was the <laughs> When was the Florida 2010. Baca? I was about to say 2012, right? It's like, no, 2010. It's like, oh, more than 10 years either way, but <laughs> uh, someone could have had a teenager between the last time we met in person. And God. 
Uh, How about I just haven't seen it in a while and I'd like to see it? How about let's just leave it at that? <laughs> I'll be like, can someone please bring a 13-year-old? No, that's horrible. Wow. No. What a horrible no. thing to no. say. That's, that's horrible. <laughs> uh, boy. What the, the, the brain mouth filter. Sometimes you turn it off for the sake of expedient podcasting, but then sometimes you're like, I should probably like run over some of these statements once in the entendre machine before I let them release. Anyway. Nope, that's why we keep that knob at least at mild. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, I was, I was about to say something worse. Um, so I won't. I, I'm just going to say uh, we're going we're gonna to just bop right into a listener question, actually, to open things up. Um, that's the wrong topic list. Why did this thing jump to the wrong post? All right, we have a listener question here. This is from a longtime listener, An Army of Bees, uh, who sent this in, in early October. Um who says, uh, hello, it is an army of bees with a listener question, and I'm going to keep it hella brief. Is there a toy that you wish received the oversized knockoff treatment that just didn't for whatever reason? I am forever holding out for a big version of Thrilling 30 Tankor. Uh, keep up the good work, especially the fantastic editing over the last two years, Young Beezy. Uh, yeah, the editing's been, uh, I think, pretty... I know, Aaron, you've had some comments on the editing in the last two years, but... Uh, yeah, and I get completely dropped out of things. Or you underestimate my power. Accidents happen, I guess. Now I'm, now I'm but, overthinking uh, this field. I was about to say I haven't noticed, and I was like, that actually has two, because that would also mean I don't listen to yeah. to Aaron on the t- yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm just Aaron, just hang up the hang up the headphones and go cry. Aaron, so. let's start with you. Who who hmm? do you wish had been oversized knockoffed that hasn't for whatever reason? Uh. That Galvatron that got sized down. Oh yeah. Oh, the, the universe. Yeah. Imagine that universe Galvatron done in Voyager or a larger size, and they decided how to fill in the missing gimmicks. Oh, especially in the last decade, when the with the advent of the the luxury knockoff, where they modify half the toy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been kind of cool. That, or I'm thinking the other way. You know, like that that laser blaster pistol that had like the six or eight rotating sound effects yeah that was the same sound effects board that was in every one of those things i, I just dug up one like of if those the things. cannon if the if the cannon had one of those in it <laughs> so it goes <laughs> yeah exactly uh yeah I, I actually just dug up a power rangers keychain of the of the red gun they all have the blade blaster and it has one of those exact sound chips in it. It was like, like yeah. Mm-hmm. If anyone's ever pushed one of those buttons, I just activated a core memory. I hope uh, that would be cool. The the one that sounded like static fire. Yeah, like you really wish you could like. So, it must be out there the base audio file that got used for all of those millions of, of boards. Yeah. I want to know what some of those sounds actually were. <laughs> Unless they were all electronic, but some of them sound just like a bit crushed noise, and I want to know if they actually mm-hmm. were or not. Um, but yeah, uh, Universe Galvatron realized as intended actually would be kind of cool. I, I'd kind of forgotten about that toy. Um, someone in the room yelling like "good," but like I <laughs> kind of forgotten about that toy. Um, well, uh, TJ, what about you? Who would you like to see oversized KO'd? I'm trying to think of like a specific example, but I, in my head, I'm like, I I kind of I kind of would have liked anybody big. I just like the idea of just like blowing up any random transformer, and it's just 
still like retaining the quality. Yeah. Um, and I've not gotten, I've not gotten to experience a lot of them, but they are, they're fun and like, in, they're interesting on the brain. If it's a toy I'm familiar with, but now it's like 50% bigger. Yeah. And, and also like seeing like, do some of the joint systems like work better or worse when they get bigger? Uh, like, you mm-hmm. know, the, the mm-hmm. oversized mm-hmm. ball joint toys of way, way, way back in the day in the aughts when it was made of all those, the soap bottle material. And it's like, oh, you, yeah. that was how some of us, us young, young fans learned like, oh, ball joints don't just work when you blow them up and, and put them together out of plastics. Like, <laughs> they got to actually have like a certain level of, of respect for physics and gravity. Uh, although it would be kind of cool to see like just big fat golf ball sized ball joints where someone designs a socket that because it's bigger, you can just like, like rubber line the socket with like little nubs and stuff. So it just grips, uh, I bet like the, the hand feel on that would be kind of sick. Um, cause I, I have a, I actually have a really easy answer that is that encompasses several toys cause I was thinking about this the other day, um, about, and, and we talked about this on this podcast, like a decade ago. But um, I would love to see a lot more of the Cyberverse Transformers Prime toys uh, upscaled as they did four of them. Sorry, six of them that one time. Um, and, uh, you know, like like seeing uh, Transformers Prime Ironhide and Hardshell and a working Abominus, but upscaled to be Deluxes and Voyagers. Uh, I wanted that as official upscales. For a very long time, and now that that hope is long, long, long gone, um, I kind of wish someone had done that on a knockoff level. And maybe, maybe those were buried somewhere in the vaults of Sir Toys before Sir Toys exploded. But um, that's always been mine because some of those Cyberverse uh, Prime designs, and this is when Cyberverse was a size scaling subbrand. Uh, they there were some really cool designs in there, and I'd always wanted to see them upscaled to just be bigger, beefier toys, even if they were exactly the same. Um, a little bit simpler, like just big fat versions. I would have really enjoyed. So that's always been my go-to answer. Um, do you all remember, like when when we had like that sort of uh, three months or so when the upscale uh, Cyberverse Prime, but as deluxe deluxes from Beast Hunters came out, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, are they going to do all of Abominus? How's it going to work? And then it's like, within a year, it's like, oh, they're just never going to. We just got two. Oh well. It was it was weird, it was it was really it was really weird how they how they decided to do that. Um, I I always assumed it was just like it's the end wave, it's the wave that most retailers don't bother with because they're waiting for the next series. Let's just try something weird. Hmm. If I recall correctly, and Aaron, maybe you remember this better than me, because uh, that was in the Aaron Archer era. And I, I, I believe that the reason given was actually, yeah, it's end of wave. Retailers want one more wave. And because we have, I think it's partly because it was a new idea tech wise. They were like, can we upscale in a CAD? Uh, cause we, cause this is at the point where I think a lot of the toys were CAD existent. So they were able to actually take some cyberverse basics and upscale them to deluxes, obviously redesigning some of the hinges and whatnot, uh, to be. Yeah, that seems vaguely familiar but yeah it, it was like an experiment yeah. um internally as well as something to satisfy retailers externally is what i recall um which you know i think that 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 has proven to to have had some roots that traveled forward given like 
that now, obviously in Transformers design, like, CAD models enter into a lot of things. Like, I don't know if you all saw Mark Mars post about Legacy United Tigerhawk, and that they took the CAD models for the beast modes of Tigatron and Air Razor to directly use parts of those beast sculpts on Tigerhawk. Um, that's, that was kind of buried in his Instagram, but I was like... I missed yeah, that. Yeah, like, they, they, they had, like, they literally took the beast mode CADs for the deluxes to, in, on the Voyager, uh, so that the details of them that appear on Tigerhawk will be, like, absolutely accurate. And I was like, that is, like, something you couldn't really just do <clears throat> back in, in, like, the 2000s, uh, just with the way the toys mm-hmm. were made. So, yeah, I always feel like things like the uh, the upscaled Prime Cyberverse stuff, like, you know, must have had some roots with all that. Um, very long-term stuff, but... Uh, good question, an army of bees. I hope you continue listening, and, like, hey, you know, you keep up that listenership, and maybe one day you'll even get to interact with us. Uh, not today, though. We're... <laughs> We're going to move right along uh, into our first round of Transformers acquisitions. Um, I only have one. So, (laughs) also, my one appears in one of your lists. So, my idea is that we just do two of each, that being two TJ and two Aaron, and then at one point I will simply appear alongside one of you. Uh, I want to be like, aha, it's my trap card. (laughs) (laughs) I play this card face down, but also... When you pull that toy, I reveal, I got it too, and I stand right next to you while you're talking, muscling in on your spot. While you, anyway, um, DJ, how'd you... Is it the buzzworthy Ironhide and Prowl that I got? N- See, I just no, cut you right I'm, off. Uh, I, oh, okay. I, I will... We should do that one, actually, but I wanted, I wanted to hit TJ first, okay. and then... I kind of want to do that okay. one just so I can whine. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, TJ, what's, uh, what's one of yours you'd like to hit up? Okay, uh, might as well start at the top of the list with, you know, literally the biggest thing I got, which Whoa. was the uh, Studio Series 86 Ultra Magnus. Yeah. I had trepidations going into this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I got him in my hands now. Like, he's, he- like, the worry is, like, he doesn't do nearly what any of the others do. Like, we've had a nice little run of commanders that do a whole bunch of stuff. You know, they have super modes, or, like, even Skylinks had a base mode that was surprisingly nice, considering they cobbled it together out of those two. Yeah. Magnus is just a really big, chunky transformer. Uh, What I'd say is he feels like an old-school leader figure. Like, he has the mass and the weight for that. I'm not sure he is commander level just because like he is limited in what he does. He kind of gets by on this is a really heavy robot with a lot of transformation going on. Cause if you have not experienced this in hand, uh, the whole way they deal with the cab of this, of this vehicle is to make it explode. I, I kind of, yeah, I kind of yeah. gathered, uh, the the that is what the price point is doing is it's aside from his girth is that they were just like we need another piece to move okay <laughs> yeah yeah magnus i feel like hits commander on complexity and part and like part count yeah yeah you know, yeah not necessarily chunk it's not the 
you know, the people that go and weigh the plastic of the two toys and say, why is this one that weighs two-thirds as much cost as much? It's like complexity, paint apps, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and yeah, and then also none of that is even applicable from an individual toy to an individual toy is what I eventually started learning. And it's, oh boy, trying to science it. You gotta, you gotta have some mm-hmm. flexible geothermal science going on. But, uh, yeah, TJ, um, I also, I still haven't picked them up because I actually have the same trepidation of like, I understand what he's doing and I don't know if I'm going to like it enough <laughs> if I pick him up at retail. Because uh, he's pri- he pricey. Yeah. He's commander, yeah. He's pricey. Yes, he is. You know, and like the the, the one trick that he has is like, oh, uh, his limbs come off for reasons. Because mm-hmm. yeah. they do in the movie. They do. Y- yeah, yes, yes, technically, yes. He can die, it's, just like in the movie. Can, that's so much of the Studio Series movie stuff is like, I don't know, they did it in the movie, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, true. And yet the Junkions can't successfully ride each other's sadness. This is why, this is why every, every remold of Cup has a sippy box now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, and, and yeah, the, I mean, there, there's, what is it? There's a little bit of cross-play, right? Since he uses those Combiner War style things, you could ideally shove stuff into the stumps. Um, not combiner I haven't, I haven't pieces, but I haven't tried playing with the stumps yet. Yeah, like I, I, haven't, gotten, I haven't gotten around to it. Aaron, was it you who told me like the the one problem is that the stumps are in reverse male to female connectivity to any combiner wars? Limb. Yes. So you you can yep. attach torsos to him, or <laughs> yeah, Just make some friggin' monstrosity. I've got I've got a three D printer. I can make adapters. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's like I'm thinking to like some of the. Uh, some some OG shapeways stuff like that, yeah. Like we'll just have this like this uh, this thing wedged in in between. Um, I mean, his uh, my understanding is part of his big thing is he's got like the this has been a hit or miss for people I've noticed, but like he's he's got the matrix chamber gimmick. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, that will either make you go oh hell yeah, or it'll make you go like oh no, this is what I paid for. And and <laughs> and the weird two finger hands. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's got those too. Honestly, the Matrix gimmick is just kind of like meh. It's it's it yeah. it, it does a thing. It's, it's it's just two spring-loaded doors. That's it. Yeah, I've, I've for me or good good. Like for me, like where it like where the, where the toy just starts fall like failing me is just like in like w- weird decisions that are clever but don't quite come together correctly. Like, mm. I actually really like this, like, trick that he has in order to make, like, the the arms extend for the truck mode. Because mm-hmm. it's all this double flip over and all these, like, integrated parts that just kind of slide through each other in order to, like, form a solid arm. And then unfold lots of panels, boom, there's the top of the truck. Uh, I wish there was something that locked them in once they were in robot mode. Yeah, I wish that that like the some of the extra flippy panels that are around that, like one of them just covered it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I need some like because they have the like on the shoulders that like little bridge that clips all of mm-hmm. that, you know, blue lasagna together. I just need that somewhere in the back of the arm. I think I, I'd asked Aaron about this. So I meant to ask you too. That reminds me, of the blue lasagna. Uh, 
Because I remember when he first came out, one of the biggest points of contention, and I say contention because it seemed to just vary from person to person, is how well the accordion blue panel uh, dance works in truck mode uh, as far as, like, you know, locking together, not looking really bent. Uh, like, how's, how's it turned out on yours? Um, I'm not a fan of how it turned out. Um, like, especially on the panels in the front that form the arms. Once I, tr- like, trying to get them into the shape for the vehicle mode, it was tricky to get them, like, actually vertical. Because mm. they just, they, on mine, they just kind of wanted to bow different directions. And, like, I didn't have, like, solid clip-ins to keep the hinges, like, holding the panels straight. That sounds like what I saw in the worst uh, examples that were going around socials. Is yeah, like this bowing effect of like, in in some some people's just work, and then some people's it's just like it looks like the plastic is insufficient for what it's supposed to be doing, um, which not having handled one obviously, it makes me think that's one of those design ideas that relies too much on specific dimensions, uh, versus realities of mass production. You know, we talked about this before, but you know, it's like oh, as long as these pieces are exactly like they are in the CAD, this will work. Uh, and then plas- mm-hmm. plastics go like, ha ha, hmm. <laughs> I'm chaotic, however. <laughs> uh, yeah, here's, a, here's one, one, th- one thing I need to ask Aaron of his. Um, could the truck stay connected while you transformed it? Um, I've kept it connected before. Um but if I'm not actively thinking about like how to keep things arranged so that it stays together, it'll pop off of that peg and I'll just go Meh, and then transform each half and push them back together at the end. Yeah. Oh, like you, you can do the perfect transformation where it doesn't come apart, but it, it's one of those things. It's like, cause I think even the instructions have you do a couple of moves Excuse me. Uh, in order to like keep them together, where it could have just been like take them apart a little bit here, transform the truck entirely, transform the trailer entirely, put them back together. They they just fit that way. Whatever. Mm. That's yeah. I, I mean, I, I've had figures like that where perfect transformation is more like, are you willing to take on this extra challenge? Uh, mm-hmm. Like Haslab Unicron, leaving it, the ring on, right? Yeah, that's that's one of those. Yeah. The uh, what was it with the uh, Lego bag, like the little like the impulse buy like six or seven dollar bags. You know, people will build it inside the bag. Why? Because you can. <laughs> and then I w- I've I've got one or two things that I've built like that that are just like. Okay, yeah, it's a challenge I can present myself, but there's nothing other than a minor smug feeling of superiority, and then nobody really cares that you. I will say that is minor derogatory when it is a parallel example to an Ultra Magnus who, who part of his gimmick is he doesn't do the robot in armor thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) But he's not the robot in armor. It's not like you can take that truck cab and turn it into a robot. It turns into like part of a torso that's what i mean that's what i mean is like when when it's a magnus who's like specifically i will just transform like on the show then if the cab then is not easy to keep attached through the process to me that is minor derogatory that's like 
that should be part of the the thesis statement, right? It's like you don't take the cab off because he, you just stand him up like a big blue man. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm my my thoughts on on Magnus from the outside was uh, I'd love to catch him on Boxing Day sales, and this is I, I think that is still where I'm at. I, I don't really want to yeah. drop full commander on him if I don't have to. I'm really glad I didn't drop like slight dealer room markup on him when I was in BC a couple months ago because uh, I got tempted. Um, and I, it probably would have been fine, but like he sounds like a toy that I will like exponentially more if I catch him on sale. Um, I'd, I'd say so, yeah. I, I'd definitely be happier with it if I found it on on sale at some point. Yeah. Regardless, I mean, you know, the I, I try to one of those uh, toy collector psychology things I try to promote is like if you do if you do end up overpaying a bit, just remember in six months you will probably forget you paid money for it, and so, and so hopefully some of those, <laughs> those regrets will simply disappear into the ether. You know, there's uh, a healthy mindset. <laughs> just forget it costs you money, and then and then you can enjoy it more. Uh. All right. Uh, well, any, anything else about Magnus? Because that actually gave me a perfect segue. I realized. Um, no, no. I'm pretty much. I'm pretty much done with them. Like, all right. Because uh, speaking blast, of these blast effects are painted. That's neat. I forgot he comes with blast effects. That already. Yeah, that already makes me want to get one. I'm. I'm so tired of blast effects. I like them, except when they cost demonstrable money. Because they're the same bunch of pieces. And so at a certain point, I feel like they should just be provided to us as a funny bonus. Because whatever they cost to create was paid like a thousandfold by now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, things on sale. Aaron, you got something on sale, and I'm assuming that was part of those Target sales. I'm yeah, so, so uh, as I so said, jealous. I got the Buzzworthy Ironhide and Prowl for $18. Shaking my head at Target because it's been like a decade, and yet again they remind me, hey, what's up, we're Target. We 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 blew our own leg off with a shotgun when we tried to appear in Canada. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> my Target had probably when Ironhide and Prowl showed up on the shelves they probably had close to two dozen of them mm. and they just sat because i think they wanted like 55 dollars for them and that was like over rate for two deluxes mm. oh remember no, remember ironhide's a voyager everything else oh yeah he is isn't he he's a little i forgot he's a but voyager it was still <laughs> yeah he, he's a Compact Voyager, but still, it was like it, it, it was it was it was a little bit over. It felt it felt like it was a little bit over rate for just the two items. And then we were just in there and we saw like the seventy five percent or whatever it was tag, and I was just like, "There's no, there's no way, this is like for something else, right?" And I went and I scanned it. It was like eighteen dollars. I was like, "All right, you boys are coming home with me." <laughs> um, and yeah, it's. I mean, it's still those two toys uh prowl looks like he's uh dropping a particularly difficult deuce uh ironhide looks like he's disappointed as he walked in on prowl dropping this particularly difficult deuce Both usual reactions to getting your heart shot out of your chest forcefully um. yeah yeah <laughs> I, yeah and then they they have the the chest remold pieces ironhide does not fit the the fat end of the blast effect very well. Ah, 
Uh, Prowl, since he has just the peg piece, it does fit it better. Um, especially since he, he, you know, got like the shoulder pieces since it's from the the slightly older bit of we'll throw these blast effects and everything. And came with a bunch of blast effects and man, I could not care less about blast Yeah, but those effects. blast effects were essentially free, so they, they are good blast effects now. Yeah, well, yeah, at $18, <laughs> at $18 it's great. Uh I was going to say, I, I've it, seen a really interesting use for that two-pack, which is part of why I still I, I would love to get one on Super Discount, because it gives you all of the clear plastic parts of Ironhide, but not in clear plastic, so that, hypothetically, if you ever need to do repairs, should, over the years, parts oh, of those okay, prove to not yeah. work out very well. Uh, some I think yeah. maybe even someone in my Discord might have, but I know I saw mm-hmm. photos, someone Frankensteined, the two iron hides together into a non-clear plastic iron hide of some sort. I think they had to repro label the chest, mm-hmm. but like it's possible. And that, like, that's a use for that, that two pack is like, if you have the base toys and you are really scared of the, <laughs> the clear plastic bits in, depending, you know, on how lucky you are with your climate or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. then those are like parts bins, those two figures. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was the thing that, like, after the fact, I was feeling like, man, I should go back and be that guy and buy the remaining, like, four or five that were still on the shelf at that point for $18 and, like, hook people up or take it to a convention and, like, sell it for 30 or something. Yeah. You, know? you still give people a good deal on it and make a little bank on the other side, but I was just like, eh. That's more, I don't, I don't, it gets too business-like at times, and I just... If- if you if you see them again for eighteen bucks, uh, yeah, they are they are no longer yeah, there. Yeah. Now they have the four packs. Oh yeah, oh, I've been those, very those tempted. those I need to find on clearance. Me too. <laughs> the problem is yeah. the problem is and I'll lay out for everyone. Hey Chris, why aren't you asking all of your friends to go look for them? Multiple reasons. A, we don't have any conventions coming up nearby, so any of my friends who find them in America would also have to then sit on them for months, which. I find mm-hmm. to be a bit of an ask. Like, even if... Like, Aaron is maybe the closest, because I know Aaron has an house, right? So mm-hmm. it's not as much of a space ask, but it's still a space ask. And a number two, oh, why don't you get him to ship it? Because then they will cost Canadian retail by that point. <laughs> so, uh... the, the Man, Well, that's that's like we were talking for Extra Life stuff. Yeah. I was trying to price Send and Dice out of the U.S. alone, and it was going to be significant costs to get four six-sided dice to Australia. I think to Canada wasn't horrible, but it still was like... It's still pretty bad for four dice, right? Yeah. Uh, Because me and Aaron have shipped each other things over the years. Um, So we've got enough sense memory to know that it's all very, very different now. And we've we've checked Mm -hmm. every now and then. I remember in 2020 or 2021... When I was like, I was like, oh, I wish I could get this pack of cards off Amazon.com. And you were like, I could get them. And I was like, Aaron, price for me how much it would cost to ship a pack of cards to me. And then you priced it. And you were like, oh, interesting. Huh. <laughs> do you want to pay $25 to ship this pack of cards? I was like, I do not. Uh, not not a $10 pack of cards, no. Um, yeah. So we, yeah, it's, it's, that's why I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm over it, more or less. Uh, I got it. Took me half a day to get over these targets. What you sales. need to do is make yourself friends with a couple of those people that have like the PO box on the other side of the border that they go and visit like once a month. Yeah, 
It's possible. I know. I know some folks who I could probably hit up if I put a lot of like. I've, I've talked about this before. If it takes me enough steps to long term have something on hold like that, like I also then I'm like I don't think I want this enough to go through all this. Like that that buzzworthy two pack, for instance. If I could go to a Target to pick it up, oh hell yeah. But if it's like if I could get someone to pick it up at a Target and pass it along to someone to their PO box where they will then go check it once every month or two, then I hook up with them to get a hold of it. And then amidst all this, figure out the very nebulous cost that I feel I owe them for all of that extra service they're doing. Uh, then I'm like, I don't think I want it enough to to you know go through all of that. Um, so yeah, it's just it's it's weird. It's weird, and I'm adjusting. But uh, I'm happy for you because uh, you've got Ironhide and Prowl parts now. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you do you have the Ironhide? I can't remember. <laughs> okay. Yes, yeah. I do. I just pulled mine off the shelf because I was like, I thought this was a deluxe, and I picked him up, and I was like, Oh no, that's not that's not a deluxe. I forgot how heavy he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's a thick boy. Yeah. He he's beefy. I feel like both of these have better joint tolerances than my first time around. They are very good at just about whatever pose I put them into. They will hold. I've gotten much. I I feel like the I've died or I'm dying poses that I've put them into as like a standing falling back type of pose, and then like find their right center of gravity point. They've held a lot better than some others may have yeah. in the past. So I feel like maybe that is improved or just not as bad. I feel I heard about um, that on socials about the two-pack, that it, it just had overall better tactile feel. But I, I with both of these, I feel like if you had, if you already had them, unless it's an $18 deal, don't just keep walking. I actually take a little bit of issue with that two-pack because, because of the four-packs, I'm like... Y'all should have... It's a shoulda, right? But given what they are starting to provide with four packs, I'm like, just put the undamaged version of the chests in, too. Like, don't even worry about how I'm going to attach it, because some of those alternate heads that have been provided, there yeah. is no way that you, a kid could just swap those heads. So. Yeah, I think these, though, have long pins in both of them. Oh, okay. That it'd be a bit more than, like, if it's a head, it's it's normally like it's a screw. Yeah. You know, anybody, anybody had, yeah, surely somebody in your house has glasses, and so you have that stupid little glasses screw kit, and you can get one of those tiny little screws out once or twice, and that's not the end of the world. Um, but, like, as soon as you're talking about, like, driving a pin out and putting it back in, that kind of, t- like, head swap with screw is a level four or five difficulty, and then, like, knock a pin out and put it back in gets it. You know, to seven or seven. It's just what it, boy, it would have been neat though if they could go like as a, as a little stealth, little stealth bump. If they could go from undamaged mm-hmm. to damaged, because then it's like also here's no clear plastic versions of these two toys. Dot dot dot. Like just en- enjoy. Yeah. Um, well, if not, or, or like the other thing could have been to include an insert piece. Oh, that would have been neat too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that fills it in. Yeah, I kind of wish because. At first, I thought they were going to go whole hog on those things of, like, just hardcore damage. Clear clear plastic mm-hmm. effect parts, clear, clear plastic parts in, in, in tinted... You could, you could get the really crappy silver paint splashes back on oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah. it up and everything. But then when they were just like, well, no, no, they're just clean, but they have open chests. I'm like, huh. No, 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 no. What you do, you should have done it like you did, like, 
what like if they did 90s toys like Jurassic Park cuz they have the connection points built into the battle damage for the blast effects. Oh yeah, you could just rip mm-hmm. a hunk out. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Like if there was a windshield piece yeah, yeah. that plugged yeah, just, into that 5 millimeter port and the other stuff. Yeah, just a chunk of like Prowl's pr- yeah, ju- pr- chunk of Prowl's Prowl have it inset rather than like cuz his damage is out from the hood. You know, if instead it was inset a little bit more. Yeah. Oh, man. Because I feel like he's got a little bit of space there. Yeah, there's a little bit of space there that could have been played with. I'm having that thing again where we came up with a better version of the thing that came out and it's bumming me out. Yeah. <laughs> That's not our fault, though. Um, all right. Well, uh... And, you know, I'll even say it's not like it's Hasbro's fault. It was probably, you know, this was probably something that was like, hey... Here's limited budget. Yeah, you yeah. Know, how can you redo these for us? It's whatever, it whatever wasn't... the hell Buzzworthy is, because Buzzworthy is such a weird entity now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it's like that four pack is all head, all all like extra heads, and then extra extra heads. Yeah. And molds that haven't gotten a lot of use, and it's like maybe it's because they're molds that haven't gotten use, they're getting the a discount so that the mold gets cycle times. I don't know. Because that four that the troop builder four pack on discount is like probably the Transformers value pack of the mm-hmm. freaking the last like maybe decade. <laughs> you know, here's three deluxes and a Voyager uh, for the price of like three deluxes <laughs> and a bit, uh, and also alternate heads everywhere. And the Voyager is also like a fairly involved Voyager. It's not a it's not a goofy Voyager. It's not like a kind of a deluxe Voyager. Yeah. It's, I guess it's the Seeker doesn't have the alt head, yeah. but the other three do. Yeah, yeah. Like, if yeah. I had a qualm, it's like, boy, they, I know they have alt heads for the Seekers, so, like, where are they? <laughs> Aren't they just different levels of smirk, Yeah, though? but imagine if you got to actually see them all side-by-side side from one production run, right? Like, it'd be, an, an, especially for folks who never got to see them all side-by-side, because side, they just... Bust out my calibrated micrometer from work to see which one is the smirkiest. <laughs> yeah, measure the smirk <laughs> value. Um, all right, let's let's bop back to TJ. TJ, what's the second one of your uh, what you got? You like to bring up? Um, well, we're kind of talking about the mold already, so I can talk about eighty six Ratchet. Oh, yes, the Voyager eighty six Ratchet, right. <laughs> the Voyager yeah. class eighty six right. Ratchet, yeah, Voyager class. As yeah, all yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how how is he? Very, or as I like to or like to call a mid two thousands deluxe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I had my issues with Ironhide, um, mostly pertaining to things like, oh well, you, you did all this, but you couldn't paint a yellow stripe on it, and uh, little co- some connection points that were just kind of absurd on him. Um, I'm much happier with the Ratchet. Ooh, like the Ratchet, the Ratchet to me, like like kind of similar to what Aaron's talking about with with the uh, the 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 dying Ironhide version. Um, the joint tolerances feel really nice. Everything on him's really solid feeling. Like I, you know, I can mess around with him, and you know, nothing wants to go flying or lose its position. Um, a little bit of like tabbing with like some of the panels on the legs, but I think on Ironhide molds, I'm starting to get used to that. Yeah. Weirdly enough. Yeah, I, I was just messing with the Studio Series Ironhide because I hadn't messed with them a bit, and I, I was going to say like. I forgot how 
like kind of odd and vaguely scary something and then how like surprisingly like workable some of the joints are on him for an ironhide like mm-hmm. with all the the leg collapse um yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah if, if if ratchet like is this is this ironhide but feels a little bit better then i really want to pick him up because i am a serial ironhide enjoyer and i i like studio series 86 ironhide but I mean, granted, I don't know what his breaks are, and mine hasn't, and maybe he won't. So, <laughs> but I, I like him. So if, if there's a better version of him that's Ratchet, I like Ratchet more than Ironhide. So I'm I'm down. So for me on the Ironhide, the big point that I hated doing in the transformation was getting that the the top of the windshield to connect to the rest of the van. Yeah, the two big hunk tabs, right? Big hunk tabs are just like crazy tight and like like really scary just kind of push the whole thing together. Uh it's way smoother on Ratchet. Oh and, okay, so if listeners just heard a few minutes ago two loud chunk noises, I don't know if they're in the edit, uh that was me pushing the hunk tabs in and silently you couldn't see it wincing and going, Oh right, these things are scary ass tight. So if that's a little smoother on Ratchet, then I'm super excited about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, beyond that, it is what it is. You know, it's you know, it, it it's 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 a little bit. It's a big deluxe. It just happens to be more solid and more complex than usual. Mm-hmm. So it's a Voyager class now, I guess. Um, and beyond that, it's pretty much the same story as Ironhide. The difference is, it feels like a more complete package than Ironhide. Because I'm not missing anything in the vehicle mode. The robot mode feels and looks good, and all the tolerances that scared me before are fixed. Excellent. Yeah, I, yeah, I I really like the sound of that because, like I said, I, I think that this is actually a really cool design, uh, and it it always kind of bummed me out that like I felt like he kind of just got like hard poo pooed the moment he came out for various reasons, being a Voyager being the biggest one. And, you know, not not an insufficient critique to have, you know, for the experience he provides, I guess. But like, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to find that ratchet. Um, Yeah, I even like his shoulder logos. Like, I know that's another point of contention on a on a ratchet nowadays is like, what do they have that isn't a red cross? Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, I I like the design they gave him. I know it's a little busy, but I don't know. I think it looks kind of neat. I mean, yeah, it definitely works. I mean, I, I I think I like it better than um the EKG line they tried for a while. Yeah, the, like the movie carryover design. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I will say I'm an EKG line liker, but I just think that like there's something very '90s kid about using an EKG line as visual design. Like there's something very MySpace about that, you know. <laughs> Okay. Like, like I'm just discovering graphic design's my passion, and I just noticed EKG lines look pretty intense, man. Like that's what I always get from that. Uh, the EKG line obviously evolved from the solo jazz cups. Yes, true. For a second, I thought this was a jazz the Transformers thing, and I was going like, "Oh, wait, huh?" But uh, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, solo jazz cups, one of the biggest uh, contributors to the medical industry. As we all know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's good to hear that Ratchet turned out well. I was low-key a little worried. Like, I, I know I didn't see any bad feedback, and I know he's been out for a, a hot minute. But I was low-key kind of like, I hope Ratchet doesn't turn out to be the bad version of the mold. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to hear that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to hunt him down. 
I might make that one of my little quests while I'm out west, uh, since all the GameStops out there have more toys than the one in, the ones in Toronto, which is really, really weird to say. Um, I will say also, no one's hit the one I got yet, so ha ha ha. Uh, mm-hmm. Aaron, how about you, for your second one, before we hit another listener question or two, what would you like to highlight? Um, uh, I'll knock my other repaint remold out with, uh, Legacy Evolution Bludgeon. Oh, I talked about him, I think, last time. Man, it sure is Tarn with a sword. Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> much like Magnus, here's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Depending how much a color scheme not only modifies a toy for you, but also just connects with you, uh, as an individual color mm-hmm. scheme, that will make or break Bludgeon. Because I kind of dig, I kind of yeah. dig him, but I like his color layout a lot. And if that doesn't activate I, enough I, brain, then he's just gonna, yeah, he's tarn. He's just tarn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like his color scheme a lot. I feel like he should be as bludgeon. Like all the other bludgeons, feel like they've been I'm trying to think of the right word for this. Weightier in their like dimensions. Yeah, they got more shoulder. Usually, they got more. Sh- they got more shoulder. They got more hip. They got more thought. They look like you could like lay a few punches into them, and they're going to be like, "Oh, all right, okay, we're fighting now." <laughs> um, versus based off of the Tarn mold, he, he seems skinnier than that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think. We're already be given the option between the two of them. I think I like I think I like Bludgeon's color scheme a little bit more. It stands out more. Tarn's is definitely a more subdued, you know, the blacks and purples and silvers is a bit more subdued than the like green, orange, burgundy of Bludgeon. Yeah. Um this reminds me cuz I think I I don't remember now if it was on here or somewhere else I asked someone who had one. How, when you turn him into a tank, does his chest plate ever work, or does it? Does it? Because I can't get it to tab in, and it comes off of its hinge before it tabs in. Um, Bludgeon actually tabs in. Tarns didn't. Tarns would pop off. Okay, it's the opposite for me. Bludgeons, Bludgeons. I, I almost feel like like part of that tabbing not working quite the way we think it should is like whatever the rotation of his head part is. Oh yeah, yeah. It's weird. But, like, there's yeah. a certain little k-tunk that is, I know is supposed to happen, and it wor- it happens on my tarn. Yeah. On my bludgeon, I actually took the piece off, because it came off so many times, and just tried to put it in by itself, and it still wouldn't go in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he has the same issue that tarn does of the, like, the tank treads rotational spot that says shoulder joint likes to ride in weird ways. When you're tra- when you're transforming him, yeah. so that you end up like not like only the ends of his tank treads would touch anything, unless you flex it this other way, and it's just kind of kind of wobbly a little bit. Um, but I think that's just endemic to the mold. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, I uh, yeah I I I will also say I I like his sword a lot, and I don't know if I mentioned this on here. I was actually really disappointed that his sword just slaps onto the side of his vehicle mode. 
I don't, I don't yeah. know how I got it in my head until I got him that it did something else. But when I got to the part where like, and you slap it here, I was like, I thought it, I thought it, uh, I thought it interacted with the turret cannon, or I thought it, I thought it did anything. Yeah, you can like <laughs> put it on top of it. No, the the that hex thing on the top doesn't quite want to take the peg on yeah. the side of it. Yeah, it's an unimportant critique in the bigger picture of just transformers nowadays who have swords, but like. Because mm-hmm. he's got a tank turret, I, and I don't know, I think I might have just looked at a photo the wrong way once on my phone and never looked at him again before he came out. I was just so convinced. I was like, oh, I'm, yeah, he does like a funny thing where like the sword can go into the Evo Fusion gun or something. And it's like, no, it don't. And uh, I'm over it. But <laughs> I remember yeah. it kind of made me sad for a second. You s- th- that other bludgeon where his tank barrel became the sword. Yeah. That that's the epitome of bludgeons. That's the that's the bar at which other bludgeons are to Apparently measured. that bludgeon disintegrates now. Oh boy, Does I can't it? wait to find that. Yeah, I've heard this from a couple folks. The reveal the shield bludgeon, because of all the soft plastic all throughout the toy, uh, and all the hard plastic rubbing up against it, and all of the structural points built around that stuff, some of them are fine. But if climate messes with them in the wrong way, apparently it can lead to a catastrophic disintegration of uh, of structures in some spots, is what I'm told. I've not been brave enough to go look at mine when I've been out west. Maybe I should do that when I go out west again this time. Um, I've heard... I've Okay, maybe I'm, I'm having like a, uh, whatever it's called, effect, a butterfly effect here. Uh, the Bernstein Bears thing. Um... Mm-hmm. But Mandela. Mandela. Mandela effect. Thank you. Uh, I'd swear someone said that this was not an issue on uh, the Bonsai Tron version. Um, but I, I should I mean, I'll, I will say, don't take my word for this, dear listener. Go look it up. I know the conversations are out there, but I recall hearing that bludgeon is disintegrating, but somehow Bonsai Tron is not. Um, but please double check that maybe our editor even could just double check that and just go like, he's right or he's wrong somewhere in the midst of this. <laughs> uh, a little, a little price, a little, uh, I almost said a price is right buzzer. They don't have buzzers. I'm thinking of family feud. Hey, yo, it's bees. Uh, that bludgeon they were talking about, the one from revenge of the fallen, um, does have a bit of a nasty decomposition issue going on with the treads. The rubber slowly erodes and melts away surrounding plastics. That's what they were referring to with all that. It takes a long time. Like, my copy uh, has a bit of erosion on the torso area where the tread has been kind of laying down uh, for a little bit because, hey, it's been in storage. Um, That thing about Bonsai Tron is sadly not the case. It does also suffer the same fate as Bludgeon. Uh, So does the Spotcon 2012 Gigatron. And apparently the GDO Megatron, this is my second time recording this, and I had it wrong the first time. So, hey, all versions of that mold are f***ing some way. Yay! Back to the show. Um, anyway, that's our first segment of acquisitions. We're going to move on to another listener question. This one is a question from Green Rogue. He says, hey guys, long-time listener, first-time questioner. The Legacy toy line has expanded to nearly every continuity with many still to come, and, uh... Green Rogue is still waiting for remakes of Energon figures, um, which always seems to go unwanted between Armada and Cybertron. Knowable feeling. 
Um, there have been many recent figures I never guessed what, that Hasbro would uh, release in an official form, largely due to their relative obscurity, like Tarn, Senator Shockwave, Javelin, Nova Prime, or the Toxitron collection. Uh, this even put a stop to my occasional customization of figures that used to be made under the guise of Hasbro will never ever release this figure, so I'll make it myself. I'll cut in and I say, I'll say I've seen at least a couple other customizers express a similar sentiment of like, it's hard to decide what to customize now because <laughs> a lot of things are just coming out. Uh, anyway, question continues. With such obscure characters coming out these days, what are some that you'd have never considered would get an official release that might now have a shot under the diversity and deep cuts of the current Hasbro design team? These could be remakes of existing toys or toys of characters that have never received a figure before. Uh, and then uh, I will leave the other part out because this actually got asked by a completely separate question. Uh, with the exact same example. Uh, P.S. Don't really have anyone in my personal life that enjoys Transformers, so I appreciate listening to your podcast. Thanks for fostering something that gives a social aspect to my love of Transformers. Happy to provide that. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say sad, but it's, it's a shame to hear that you don't have anyone in person you can share this with, but keep, keep, you know, bring it up now and then whenever you meet new people. Yeah, you'll be surprised how many of us are out there, is what I'll say. Um, but, uh, Aaron, let's start with you. What's, uh, so they're not out yet, but, like, is there a character you can think of where once upon a time you'd have been like, never? And now, where we're at, would you maybe go like, you know, possibly? I mean... I don't know. Anymore, I don't know. Because it's like we're getting chase. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah. What were some of the go 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 bots? If you remember those, like maybe that's where the line is where it's not going to happen. Yeah, that's actually been one um, of my thoughts because I'm like, they're they're demonstrably going to do the four rescue bot mains at least. So, <laughs> yeah, the go 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 bots are like the new the new bar in in the kids direction, right? Of like obscurity. Yeah. Oh, except for it's like one of them is Cheetor. I I just had to go look it up. Oh. Um. <laughs> Like, like, just so that my brain wasn't firing poorly, because you've got, yeah, there's, there is a Cheetor one, um, but yeah, there's Beastbot, Mototron, Speedbot. Mototron, like, I forgot about that. Yeah. Mototron. But, like, even, even then, some of those, some of them, like, uh, let me pull this up, uh, again, because I hit close instead of back thank you browser um like copy image and this will be really interesting for the editor paste it like tell me we couldn't get that as a repaint of an existing oh yeah 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 any any one of any one of the cars we ran out of sideswipe repaints Mm -hmm. Until now, yeah, yeah there, <laughs> there's a new sideswipe repaint. You know what that is? That that is literally like the base mold for any spy changer you want to do. Oh, they yeah, they could yeah. just do that. The go 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 bot, just call him that. The go 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 bot, and yeah. then yeah, make that a, a spy changer catch all deluxe size and and go for yeah. it. Yeah, and then speed bot is Mototron, but in red. Right, I forgot how, how weird his face looked. He's got that like permanent angry eyebrow. Uh huh. I never, I never so, had like, that toy. I, I, jo- I jokingly say that, but like there are some of these. Firebot is that just in in fire chief colors? Prowlbot is a black and white prowl. Prowlbot. Like, yeah. 
it was always it was all bought because it was for like five. I know, but Prowl bought. It's like Prowl is not a thing. You can't just say that's a Prowl bot. Prowl's a person. Uh, well, they had they had like three or four Constructicon looking dudes, but in yellow. Like, is Pro- hey? I got yeah. a, it's, I got a tangent for you. And this is a quick yes or no. Prowl bot is he or is he not Prowl three? No, no. Don't you don't you dare start that. I tr- I try to make sense of the whole Prowl two thing. It broke my brain in the process. Yeah, but there's also a Prowl bot. So if if Prowl bot is not Prowl three, then why is he not Prowl three? That's a worse question. Anyway, yeah, you're right. The the go 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 bots. I think they are they are achievable. Um, they you know what though? Here's where I would get. Here's where I would be a go 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 bots G one er. Is if they clean up that chest to not have the the drip down the hang and make it tighter to his pecs, I would actually get mad. I'd be like, "This isn't uh, this isn't side swipe, all right? This is the yeah. this is the go 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 bot. The go 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 bot don't care about his paunch, all right? The go 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 bot yeah. keeps keeps snacks in his paunch, all right? <laughs> uh, it's like all those one crazy trick: wear your hoodie backwards and use the hood to hold popcorn." Do people do that? I don't know. It, it's those two. Like, if you ever anybody that's ever cursed to be scrolling Facebook, oh, because yeah. some family member says, "Oh, important thing I put on Facebook," and you're like, "I got to go find this now," and you invariably pause for a moment while you're doing it, anything else that you wish to be doing, and then it loads up the like five minute uh, crafts or whatever, and then it shows somebody like. Hot gluing 86 of hot glue to the side of a car in order to pull out a, a dent, and then it shows... Crazy life hack! You know, Put your hoodie yeah. on backwards and have a popcorn bucket built into your hoodie! I'm trying to hit the voice. Yeah. The, the woman who sampled for that voice has her own Instagram account, uh, and she uh-huh. sometimes does collabs with the woman who was sampled for, like, Siri. Uh Okay. And they will just—they will collab doing the voice, but they, since they were the one who was sampled, they can really mess with people. It's actually—it's the one time where I'm like, this is the most wholesome full circle of the text-to-speech model that has ever existed. Is—is is yeah. the TikTok voice woman has an Instagram where she trolls people in the TikTok voice? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, the Go 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 bots—that's Aaron's. TJ, who do you think is an achievable obscure cut now uh, that still hasn't happened? It's. It is weird to think about because, yeah, Hasbro seems like they're literally willing to do anything now. It's like like when BotCon died, everything that FunPub ever created and all that like brain rot that they went through to create toys all got absorbed into Hasbro. Like like freaking like the mortals in Highlander. Like yeah. they took FunPub's head off. Mm-hmm. They just took his power. <laughs> like I like there really doesn't seem to be anything they're willing to do for like for me like like the final frontier has always been like Euro G one stuff. Like if we ever got like a modern boss, I would probably lose my mind. I'm with you. I'm nope. with you. And that's like yeah, that's achievable now. It's like it's unlikely but achievable because mm-hmm. you can't. I think with the Euro G one dudes outside of Skyquake basically because Skyquake's a weirdo who shows up everywhere. Um it's like you can't re you can't really make redeco buddies out of some of the Euro G one Autobots easily. 
I say this while realizing that Needlenose and Skyquake are basically set up to be the Predators and have been for... In fact, I'm sur- I'm, I almost forgot Needlenose exists because I'd never seen one on a shelf because he was wave one. And I, and I was just realizing I forgot about the whole thing where Needlenose and Skyquake can do the Predator um, alt mode connection thing. And that hasn't paid off yet. That has no, that has not paid off yet. Yeah. And and you say that, you say that, but like I have your OG1 toys I can see from my shelf over here. Uh, and I'm looking at like, I'm looking at Boss and thinking like the next time Drift gets a toy, that could be Boss. Next, you know, like Trailbreaker's got toys, you know, there's uh, Flame oh, in your OG1. I didn't think about the Drift. Like, can- yeah, I see it. I see it. Oh, man. Oh man, they better. Okay, now I'm now I'm crossing the line. It's not just I see it. In fact, I expect it. Where are they? <laughs> Cause okay, here's my case I'll make. Obviously, obviously, they're gonna make a new tooling for the stupid Euro G one spring launcher gun that breaks all the time, right? Yeah. Uh, if they do that, it behooves them to do the Euro G one line. Because everyone will get the mm-hmm. gun. And so they'll get, they'll, you know, they'll make, they'll make their bank back on developing that stupid gun. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I totally see it. I can't believe they haven't done the Predators yet. How, has it only been a year? Which line was Needle Nose in? It's, it's, it's weird to think of like how many times some of these figures have been repainted and remolded already. And then you stare at things like Skyquake where like, how many repaints did we think of for that? Yeah, because there's people because mm-hmm. we want because mach- there's people who want Machine Warriors, Star Screams, people who want uh, King Atlas. You know that mold set up for all of that and the G One Skyquake, and none of it's happened yet. Yeah, I, I'm I'm actually I'm going to say pleasantly surprised for the Prime fans that they did the two brothers out of it before dipping into Euro G One because I I was actually kind of thinking like. At first, when they did the green one, whose name I always forget, he's the actual Skyquake. Uh, I thought, like, damn, are they going to do Dreadwing? Because, like, I feel like doing one of the two from Prime means the other one happens after they do the Predators. And then when they were like, no, Dreadwing's also just going to be a retail one at the end of the line. I'm like, what? Where's the Predators? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, happy for the Prime fans, though, because I thought they were going to have to wait. Um, then again, it seems nobody likes that toy. <laughs> so... I still want to pick it up, but uh, I was I was I was re re hearing about some of the funny things that toy does and its weird transformation. Um, but yeah, uh, Euro G one. Mine's actually really straightforward. In fact, mine. I'm gonna say this. I'm actually kind of surprised and a little grumpy they haven't done this yet because they've set it up so hard with some of their PulseCon exclusives. Uh, G one Sentinel Prime. Actually, gonna uh. say should have happened by now. Uh, actually gonna say, kinda shocked that not only has he not happened, but nobody talks about him. It's like everyone forgot that this was a Sentinel Prime. Uh, I mean, obviously not back in the 80s when they made him, but, you know, we, we appropriated him. Um, and he's, they, they made all those goofball Orion packs, Dion style, you know, um, two packs, right? Uh, we've, and we've got, we've got the, the, the political version, uh, with Senator, uh, we've got, we've got the, you know, the buddy version. We got, where's this guy? 
who admittedly doesn't matter, but <laughs> he's such a cool looking freak. I want a toy of this. I think it's achievable now because I think he's right in the obscurity zone. And if people don't know what he looks like, he's the the funny looking guy from like Five Faces of Darkness in the the Matrix flashback. The Autobot leader who is blue and orange with the weird dinosaur spikes on him and the ladders on his legs. And he turns into the funny looking dinosaur fire truck thing. Um, I, I want them to make this as a toy. Uh, and I think it's I, achievable. I'm, ac- I'm actually angry I didn't think of it because I've wanted a toy of that for so long now. You are a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Some kind of collective fandom amnesia has happened around this design. Because nobody brings it up in any of the circles I'm near. Uh, maybe I've missed it, but like th- this guy, this guy has like vanished. Because when they when they did like the um, was it the Dion Ariel two pack was the most recent one, and it, people were kind of like, oh, the War Dawn, the flashback figures are done. And I'm like, I know he's not from War Dawn, but the, the the funny looking guy with the <laughs> with the dinosaur chest, um, he's 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 the one for me. Uh, also, when I Google image searched him, I found some people have been making some pretty cool customs of him. Um, people have obviously repainted Titans Return Sentinel Prime as this guy, and it kind of works. Uh, I don't know who did this one. It's on TFW. I, I didn't dig, I'm, I'm still in Google image search. But, uh, there's a repaint of him. Someone did. Fan repaint, right? Um, I swear there was one that looked like someone had been... Oh, no, this is Jizai Toys. Never mind. Jizai Toys is just good, but, uh... Yeah, this is this is mine. And um, this actually ties perfectly into our next question, because I will say second half of Green Rogue's question is conversely, are there any you think will never see the light of day for the sake of obscurity, complexity, taboo or something else entirely like probably Studio Series Revenge of the Fallen Skids and Mudflap entirely separate from this? We also received a listener question from TF's on vacation. He says, hello, Vangelis and the I hope you're not recording this at midnight podcast crew. In an age where every Transformers toy is a remake of an original, parentheses, sorry, Earthspark, and parentheses, uh, which is funny because half of the Earthspark deluxes are remakes, repaints of Cyberverse deluxes. <laughs> uh, there are few left to be remade, but there are some that will never get their redux, whether it's their name, Erector, the fact they shelf-warmed Beast Wars Transmetal Scavenger, or their character, Skids and Mudflap. So my question is, what are some Transformers you think of that will never get an update, and why? And for fun, what should their mid-aughts secret homage botcon figure have been? Uh, thanks for everything you all do, Kerblap. What I will say, lead of the current Transformers team, Mark Marr, has been pretty bold about the language around the idea of Transmetal Scavenger possibly happening again. What with the... Like the secreted transmetal scavenger details in in Kingdom Inferno, and that like I felt like some of the some of the the vibe on Instagram was like it's not like we're working on it right now, but it's not like I didn't set up all the parts to just do scavenger. <laughs> uh, so I think that that one actually might might be there, but um, yeah, let's so uh, I'll go reverse order this time. TJ, um, who do you think is not going to get an update? Anytime, like, who do you think is still off the table, regardless of everything? God, it's so hard to say now for the exact same reason. Yeah, for the exact same mm-hmm. reasons as a previous question. Um, I did a whole video about this, and I feel, and then like, 
I, I got completely proven wrong already. And because because one of the ones on the list was Magmatron. Yeah, I never knew him. I thought I, I thought he was hopelessly complicated <laughs> to make to now. Mark mm-hmm. and Evan just kick the door in, going like, "Guess what, MF, <laughs> <laughs> Commander Clash, whatever he's is he leader or commander? I forgot. Commander, uh, com- yeah, 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 Commander yeah. Class. Oh yeah, but he doesn't do the Dino Orgy. Ha, MF." <laughs> It's on the ad copy. Suck it. We just didn't have enough of them to show you yet. Uh, yeah, it's so hard to say because they're just making Magmatron. <laughs> just making, yeah, no kidding. Um, the only, like, the only ones that I like, I'm firmly like convinced they are not going to do are like lit, like things like Skids and Mudflap. You're never going to see them again. Mm. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you the one I am. I, I I have see I can't even say this with confidence. I hate it. <laughs> um, the one I don't think we're ever going to see again, and you'll know exactly why as soon as I say the name. Bumper. Yeah. Okay. So I agree, but I think they're going to try to stuff him in under a different name. I think that like the bumper components. You know how sometimes no. I like the no. No, I, 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 I will I will disagree with you here because Ooh. they already released a toy that was exactly molded as bumper in vehicle mode and it's the exact reason why they'll never do bumper. They just made it into Bumblebee. Because when they have the opportunity to make a squat yellow and black car bot, they're always going to make it Bumblebee because that's the name that sells. Oh yeah, no, I I agree. I just think there's a chance they will like make bumper and they will... I, this, is, this is a very long game. This is conspiracy theory level. They're going to make Bumper, they're going to just make him Bumblebee, but then all the Bumper stuff that they pulled off to make him Bumblebee, it'll be in a multi-pack of some kind, like the Minibot Escapades multi-pack, and here's the Bumblebee from the Minibots that you all know. But you look at him, and you're like, all I gotta do is swap two parts, and he would be Bumper, and then in the tissue paper, there's the two parts. And they just don't really, they're just like, there's yeah, like alternate, I, alternate head. That are like a generation selects. Alternate head. Now, to be, okay, okay, like, in that context, yeah, they could literally just make a Bumblebee that's, like, hard edges in vehicle mode, like Bumper was, but it has Bumblebee's head, and then you do, like, uh, like what the, what they've been doing with, like, the buzzworthy multi-packs, and it's like, here's just an extra head. Yeah, just for fun. It just happens to be, yeah, it just <laughs> happens to be Bumper. As a treat, here's an extra head. Do whatever you want with it. I mean, I mean, we're not marketing it as Bumper, so it's <laughs> technically Bumblebee. Yeah. I, like, I think that's why I think the character it's feasible. However, I don't think there will be the name bumper on a toy package because I think that it also looks too much like Bumblebee. Uh, yeah. And also, I don't know. Have they ever actually owned the name bumper? I mean, you could do Autobot bumper. There's there's always ways around that. So I never remember if that was one of those things where we just all made it up to the point where it was in a comic book. But like. Was there ever actually a bumper? <laughs> okay, now I have to look up the history of bumper. What yeah, you, yeah. Now I'm now I'm wiki. Um, no official toys. Oh, oh! All right. Yeah, he was sold. As, he was sold as cliff jumper. I'm pointing. I'm pointing. Also, collective amnesia. Does nobody nobody ever? S- utters the name of Bumble Jumper anymore. Because I know that that was kind of truncated down to be Bumper, mm-hmm. but 
I always like the idea that, like, somewhere, like an iceberg theory, somewhere deep in the background, there is still the enigmatic, like, friggin' cryptid known as Bumblejumper. Just, like, lingering. It's like, if you look at him, you know, too long, then you will die. Or, like, if you ever actually find a photo of Bumblejumper, he will know you saw it, and then will run straight towards you screaming from wherever he is in the universe until he redacteds you. But, like, I kind of wish we brought Bumblejumper back as well. Like, come up with a cool... Like, you know how there was a brief period where Blue Blue Streak, there was sort of, like, semi-fanon canon developing around Blue Blue Streak as, like, this mysterious entity that people keep mistaking mm-hmm. for Blue Streak? And then Blue Streak's like, I'm not blue. That's a common mistake. But no, I'm not blue. And they're like, but I saw you when you were blue. He's like, no, I've never been blue. And everyone kind of just looks at the viewer for a second and then go back to the G1 episode you're watching, you know? Like, the there's, like, this enigmatic Blue Blue Streak. I want that for Bumblejumper. Anyway... Uh, <laughs> um, Aaron, what about what, what's your answer to this question? Who do you think is still very unlikely and off the table? Man, you know, I I really feel like you know the ones that were mentioned um, are about it because like a rector gets all the herder stuff now. Um, it's it's why it it made the the meme vote for Hall of Fame. Yeah. And Skids and Mudflap just have the quasi-inbuilt dog-whistly racism stuff around them that I think would make them very difficult to do well. Um, maybe, maybe if they got real bold and did the like combining car half thing that was kind of a crappy gimmick... It was a neat toy, but not at deluxe. You'd have to do it bigger for it to not be horrible. And then, why? Because they weren't supposed to be big? I also don't want... Like, this is maybe a little bit parasocial. I don't want the Transformers team on Instagram to have to deal with people asking them baiting questions about Skids and Mudflap. <laughs> if they ever mm-hmm. made new Skids and Mudflaps. Because they can't answer. And I think it would just end up being like, you know, it would be the thing where if you're 12, you're like, this is going to be really funny. Uh, you can't answer me. He's going to look so cringe. And it's going to be like, no, dog, you're the cringe one. You're creating a cringe field by asking this question. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I would almost say maybe that's another reason why they're not happening is more so no one wants to deal with all the like friggin the, the, the everybody sees that grenade sitting in the middle of the conference room table. And nobody's like, no, I, I see that. Nope. They know that the internet's full of people who want to go grab the grenade and stand mm-hmm. in the room after they pull the pin and and, and laugh. So, it, <laughs> uh, but also those are designs probably probably better left buried in the past because because also because also they they are not like great designs. There's, there's, it's not like we, they're lost treasure, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of interesting, but I wouldn't call them lost treasures, IMO. But that's just me. Uh, do do X-Brawn first if you want your asymmetrical big fist guy, IMO. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's, one, I'm gonna, here's mine. I'm going to say this in the hopes that I'm wrong because I want a toy of it. <laughs> Is from the Beast Wars 2 movie, Majin Zarak. Uh, cause he's, he is hypothetically supposed to transform and even the Beast Wars 2 movie cheats and leaves most of it off screen. So I want to see, <laughs> I want to see this on Titan class 
uh, I challenge you, Hasbro. <laughs> I don't think you've got the gumption to tread into this realm. Uh, but I think Majin Zerak would be very cool. If you haven't looked, if if anyone listening doesn't know what Majin Zerak looks like, you go look at him. You know, and you try to tell me that that wouldn't be the most metal uh, uh, Titan class ever made. Uh, turns into an aircraft carrier with tank treads. <laughs> it's just like the funniest second half of a sentence, right? Because like, why? Why don't you just float? It's like, no, I want tank treads too. Um, but uh, yeah, that's mine. That would that would be the perfect uh, Titan uh, accoutrement to go with uh, Magmatron, even though Magmatron is not the one from the series that had the Beast Wars 2 movie. I don't care. Um, anyway, I hope that answered your question, slash questions. Uh, it, was, it was very funny to me. Do, do, you, do you both, how long do you guys think it took me to figure out that those two questions weren't actually just identical? I was reading those for like minutes going like, did we get the same question? <laughs> and how do I pick one? <laughs> well, you did it right. You picked both. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that brings us to uh, our last listener question uh, before we get back to some acquisitions. This one comes from Daniel Zonenberg, uh, who says, hello, 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 WTFTFW lads. Hope you're having a cracking day, a what? Um, which is, uh, it's European. Um, I have a toy engineering puzzle for you all. Earthspark Warrior. Is this the Warrior or is this the... Is there a Warrior Megatron? No. Um, There's only a Deluxe, I think. It's just the Deluxe. Okay, so, you know, easy mistake to make, but <laughs> I had a moment. Uh, Earthspark Deluxe Megatron's hip skirts attach using two differently sized ball joints. The only explanation I can think of is that it prevents misassembly. We've seen similarly inexplicable asymmetry on Legacy Skyquake's elbows as well. Uh, do you agree with my assessment? If this is really what they're doing, is it a good way to prevent problems like what, what, ha- what happened with Kingdom Galvatron's shoulders? Uh, and finally, uh, where else have you seen design strategies like this? All the best to you uh, and yours, Cheerio. And then uh, added a picture. And when I saw the picture, because I don't, I don't have this toy yet, because I've really, really been wanting to try to find the Earthspark Deluxes on sale, because they're like 30 bucks in Canada. And I, I really want a couple of them, but I'm like, I bet I could catch them for 25 or 20 Um I had no idea how asymmetrical those connections were because you see in the you can you guys see the photo yeah, yeah. you see the, the the size difference yeah that's kind of that's kind of neat because i think that that assessment is true i think that that is a very efficient way to ensure that if you have l part and r part and maybe that's been an issue in the past this is how you know that the right part's going to go on the right uh ball socket yeah this is this is like um Process engineering 101. You make it so that it's not able to be done incorrectly. Yeah. With the physical parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I thought that was really neat. I had no idea. Because I actually... I think I've seen something similar to this, but I can't remember what it is. And it certainly wasn't two different size ball joints, I don't think. But this is not very common. I'm actually kind of surprised how uncommon this is uh yeah yeah the the thing is something like this in design is got to be something like that that is intentionally thought about and becomes part of the like design ethos yeah for for a design house for a design group um 
I, I've seen it a few times in in my world where spe- specifically try and design things that have symmetries to them such that you can make you can have one part be the part of three parts. So it's kind of like the opposite of it, like not making it a left or right thing, yeah. but making it a uh, uh, a universal or ambidextrous or 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 um like it'll have some some symmetry level in there so that you can use it for the left or right side. It's just a matter of where you oh, put that, it. Oh, that that yeah, we've seen um, that yeah, in the uh, third party toys before. Like where well, well yeah. It, it, yeah, it's also how we got our Scorponok. Because that's mm-hmm. what Hasbro said they had to do in order to get that into budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So it's it's things of that nature that uh, you know it has to be thought of at the beginning stages that we want to do it one way or the other uh, on those lines in order to be able to to do it. And it's 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 really smart moves because if it's something that is that has to have a left or right symmetry the way that this does. It looks like it has little missile pods on it that, you know, inverted would be bad. You make it so that you can't do it inverted. But for something like, you know, you know, he mentions uh, uh, Skyquake. I've got Skyquake right here with a different elbows that still weirds me out as to why they would be different in the first place. Um, but, you know, you could look at at a guy like him and say, okay, you know, there really isn't a reason for those parts to be asymmetrical that I can necessarily see, except for maybe draft angle lean. So, you know, looking at something like this, maybe you make it so that both of these parts are the same part. Like a left and a right doesn't matter because they're the same dimensions, you know, maybe... Mm -hmm. From that same toy, like his his uh, tail fin pieces, those vertical pieces, you know, those look like they have a left and right because they're not um, the, the the pieces don't go um, straight to the the center point of that hole. But maybe is there a reason for them to not be? You know, what had happened if we took that and moved it over? So that that so that the two of them could be the same, and then it doesn't matter if you get a left and a right, just so long as it's two of them. Yeah, you know these are all these are all design strategies that that are like specific discussions that you have to have as you're doing initial design, and then you have to have like the follow up discussions as you go to make sure that like hey. Remember when we said we wanted to work towards, um, you know, having symmetry in things where it could, where are we on that? Have like design passes probably in a different way, like in a more engineering manufacturing way, maybe than necessarily they do. I'm not going to say that they probably don't have world-class engineering manufacturing, um, things. However, it's, it it's like a, on a different Axis, probably. Yeah, and it's also on a scale where an individual toy is one project amidst hundreds of projects. Uh, yes, which, which yeah. actually, is something I was thinking about recently that is hard to remember sometimes with Transformers. That like they make lots of them, and then in the case of because this is an Earthspark Deluxe, so I after, while we were talking just now, I was realizing too, 
like, we don't see this a lot, but also, the Earthspark Deluxes are kind of, sort of, a different design team. They're the mysterious mm-hmm. LA design team. So, like, there's, and, and my handling of, of, of some of their pieces over, over, I guess, like, the last year or two is, like, they have a lot of, like, sort of different approaches to doing things here and there compared to the current Transformers team. And, yeah. um... yeah. Obviously, it's not like a different toy company or like a completely, completely different brand because this all still runs through Takara Tomy on an engineering level, uh, is my understanding. But, uh, you know, you look at like the, the mainline yeah. ROTV stuff, like there's different ideas in there. Yeah. But again, if it's a different design team, they may have one person that has a slightly different, you know, background prior Hasbro yeah. in order to say like, hey, you know, and then just look at that and said like, hey, this is a left and a right, bigger, smaller. And moved on, and everybody went, oh, okay, cool, and moved on. Like, you know, and that, and that's, again, the rough thing sometimes in design of things that will happen on along lines like that that could be, you know, what if they had it everything that was non-chiral, you know, non-left-right, uh, symmetrical, just like that's an automatic thing of design. We make it so that it you know, unless there's no other way, there's no way that it can be done this way, you know, the, the, to become bedrocks of stuff. Yeah. And that's, you know, when it, or it comes down to the fact of like, yeah, a misassembly happens, you know, at three decimal places, you know, <laughs> one in 10,000 or one in 100,000 get misassembled. Why should we care at that point? Yeah. And people go, but, okay. But then it comes into things, again, coming back to Skyquake, what's the problem that everybody has with them is there's a part inside of it that needs shaved because it looks like they may be installed at the wrong, the, like, forward to backwards, you know? So, yeah, it there's gets into all, all sorts of, like, you know, how much, af- you know, how much uh, post-mortem design work gets done you know go back and look at like what was good on this what was bad on this was this a design issue was this a manufacturing issue was this an assembly issue this is this is the thing i could talk so much about and then we got the sliding scale too so much about if if there's an issue on a toy Mm -hmm. that came out in 2023 uh it was probably designed between 2021 and 2022 and then uh anything that those lessons will be executed upon will probably come out in 2024 2025 so, like, can you even mm-hmm. really know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, theoretically, if they were getting... If they had the budget and will for it, and they were getting, like, early run samples, it's maybe some of the things... Because, like, occasionally when it's, a, like, a forward or back thing, that could potentially maybe have a rapid fix. So you'd mm-hmm. have a a prefix and postfix versions of a thing. Um because it's like I saw uh, who does Skyquake get repainted into in blue? Uh, Dreadwing. Um, Dreadwing. I saw Dreadwing once, but I passed on him because I've got Skyquake. It's a leader class. It's a little bit bigger to be kind of double dipping on. And I knew that that assembly problem's in there where I'd have to take them halfway apart with two or three screws and then, you know, take a like a coping saw to it in order to open up the space that needs to be there. Do I want to do that? Oh, but maybe they fixed it and I don't want to deal with it and really didn't care enough to even go see if they fixed it. Mm. But 
you know, that's something where hopefully in that time frame they'd be able to either say, hey, this has to be assembled this way or gone ahead and like made that change to the mold themselves so that it, if assembled in this way, it would be compliant. That's the uh, what is it? One of those topics you want to you want to put in a box in your head somewhere of like when we want to do another focus podcast. We... <laughs> mm-hmm. Although that one's a weirder one because like we don't make transformers, so it's like yeah, it, it's it's <laughs> a thing that I would love. I would I would so love to not even as a thing that we record, yeah. not even as a thing that we do. I would love to get just like like a day to go to Rhode Island. And just be able to like go to their their you know their their floor again, um, and just be like, "Hey, how do you guys do this like for real? <laughs> can I can I sit in on this? I've got an entirely different design brain from the Arrow world, and I've you know done a little here, done a little there, like." How do you guys actually do this? Is is there stuff like, like, do you guys see the stuff that we see like in this? And do you go uh, and hate that you have to be corporate and say that like, oh no, this is exactly how we wanted it. Versus, friggin' Dan in accounting said we had to shave two parts off of this thing in order to make the price point, and the two parts that we needed are the ones that are causing the problems that everybody's complaining about. Saying why don't they have the two parts there? Like. Yeah, it would be a fun podcast that would be probably a nightmare to set up for everyone involved. Well, no, I wouldn't even want to podcast this. This would just be for oh, yeah, Aaron's yeah. personal take, and then afterwards I go and I get them appropriate adult beverages. Someone would be like, well, if he's not making anything out of it and he doesn't work in the toy industry, then all we have to do is flashbang him afterwards Yeah, so he, <laughs> so he forgets everything that he saw. <laughs> hey, I, I, I've signed aggressive NDAs. True. We signed like comically aggressive NDAs about the TCG. Uh huh. So we're <laughs> those are light. I know, I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. And for the subject matter, and for what we had access to, which was like not much. Yeah. Uh, we <laughs> it was it was kind of funny, like how how wide reaching those were. Um, and I ho- hope that answered your question, uh, Daniel Zondenberg. Let's go back to some acquisitions. Uh, I'm going to pop over. TJ, what, give me another one of yours. So now we get weird because since I was at TFCon, I walked away with uh, third-party stuff as a very rare thing for me. I know. I'm realizing because you don't get to go to a lot of Transformers shows. Like Transformers shows are where, in my opinion, at least 40% of third-party toy buying happens. Because when you're in a room with them, it's completely different than going on, like, friggin' showsy and, like, just looking at pictures. Uh, I don't know if you agree, but, like, I would imagine that must have been part of the vibe. Uh, I don't know how much, I don't know how much third-party buying there was, because there's a lot of it that just seemed to be there for most of the weekend, and just a lot of the people I was talking to were after, like, animated, like, mid, like, uh, mid, like, 2010s stuff that you don't really find anymore. Like, I, uh, almost, I I almost said, oh, animated, they were looking for vintage stuff. (laughs) How dare. Not allowed to. Not allowed to. It hasn't been long enough. It hasn't been 20 years yet. It's not vintage. Uh, that happens in five years. Anyway, you were were saying... Uh, So, I, I got, uh... So I I got the re- I got a reformatted set from Mastermind. Um, hey yo, I 
I don't care what the goofy names are because I'm going to mispronounce the first one anyway. It's the Transtech Cheetor and the the Rosanna. Uh, this is not insider info. This is me half remembering something, but someone involved in naming reformatted toys is hell of into like mythology and Latin and, it's, and Greek, whatever. And that explains a whole lot of it. Um, but yeah, I know. What you, I, I picked up that two pack uh, when I was at the toy show a couple months ago. Uh, as a fan of its base two pack, even I'm curious how you felt about it. Um, actually, uh, like aside from the part where they have all the leftover stuff because the first set was Chrome Dome and Rewind, mm-hmm. so the like the hand holding parts don't make a whole lot of sense. It's more like Cheetor's walking his daughter to school kind of vibe. You got you got to come up with the head cannon the. The running headcanon for the handhold part with that two-pack is it's the bodyguard, you know, because she's the pop star, and so... Okay, that, yeah. but that's a, that seems pretty low in Transtech, where Cheetor is supposed to be, like, one of the top Maximals on the planet. Well, she's the interdimensional pop star. Like, of all pop stars, she's mm-hmm. the one who would be able to call on tra- on Transtech Cheetor as, like, Hey, I'm playing a gig, and I need a bodyguard, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay you $50. <laughs> okay, so I went I went into this no idea what to expect because I hadn't really looked in on this set before. Mm-hmm. I knew of it, but I never really looked into reviews or videos or anything. So I, all I knew was like that's actually really cool that Transtech Cheetor has something now. You know, and that's what uh, draws me to a lot of third party stuff is like this is something Hasbro's probably never touching. We didn't bring up Transtech at all when we asked answered. No, we didn't because Mm-mm. it technically doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it existed on like four storyboard ideas and then kind of became a botcon thing spinning yeah. off of that. And, yeah, it's like it's like three resin prototypes that survived and I don't even think they're around anymore. No, one of them went missing. Remember that was like the whole thing is like was it the Starscream like is like just lost somewhere? Uh, I have, I, I remember, I remember whoever was posting the photos of it. Like he started to show the transformation on the Cheetor and then stopped. Yeah, which I think I presume it broke in the middle of. Oh it. no, sorry. Uh, I, no, no. I'm, I'm. It might be no, the because it did. Or good, good, good. Because now that I'm thinking, like there was a full robot mode. I think. Yeah, and there, there you've is, seen that. There, there was a story though that I always remember is like, because this came from Hasbro's side. I thought that either the prototypes or whatever tooling had been done for one of them, like, had been looked for and is missing. Yeah, there there was, as memory serves, one of them, one of the, like, resin scratch build, this is how we're going to make it, prototype pieces got lost in the mail because all of that stuff was, like, getting you know, mass produced, or not mass produced, uh, was getting like, uh, you know, express shipped back and forth between Takara and Hasbro. And so there was one of them that went missing and it was old, old memories and, and half conversations. Transtech was basically like, nobody really dug beast machines. And, like 
in order to continue the aesthetic, they had to go even further afield of of what they were doing, and stuff was getting lost. And yeah. like we've got car robots right here. And like, then how about the, how about we just do that and buy us some time to do new design? And then the the snake eats its own tail on such a wide arc of time that eventually an unofficial toy of a comic book design of Chrome Dome becomes Trans Tech Cheetor mm-hmm. <laughs> unofficially. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so yeah, winding all the way back to the toy I bought. <laughs> Um, I actually really like it. Yay! I'm so like, glad. That toy has very mixed feedback, but I love that design. I love that design. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's got mixed feedback. Like, I like I don't really find any issue with it. Like, I, I like a lot of what it does. You know, it's a very unique vehicle mode. It's a very unique-looking robot mode, and getting one to the other feels nice. Yeah. Um, I, I like the, you know... I should say the the mixed feedback. It's it's not like literally like people have fights over whether it's good or not. It's just that like it's one of those toys where either like I find people either love it or they got it and then they have like these very specific issues <laughs> where they're like I really don't like this part. I really don't like that part. And I'm always like oh, but I like that part myself. Oh no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. It's it's super cool. Hmm. Uh, I, I feel like I feel I feel bad because I feel like the Rosanna element of it is almost underwhelming because hmm. she is just a plank. Yeah, she is a plank that unfolds into a robot and she's nice for what she is. She's um, she is a comic accurate alt mode of the one time rewind was drawn flying in a panel in alt mode. Because of a miscommunication yeah. in the script, uh, my my only my actual biggest issue with the two pack, and it remains in that two pack, has always been that I really wish there was a just a pair of little spots to tab Rosanna onto Cheetor, mm. like just as like a as like a piece of cargo on the back of the alt mode or something, just so she could go like kunk and like attach on there. Because I've just like with the Chrome Dome Rewind set, I would just put Rewind on top of the car mode on, on near the back as like a weird spoiler, and look at it and go like, this, that, "That probably could have actually been a thing." Like this thing just going like, like popping on there. I, I feel like for this set, it should have been just like a seat that just mounts on top of Cheetor that Rosanna could oh! just ride mm. on. Yeah, proper superstar treatment. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> Uh, oh, I should tell you, because I think I mentioned this when I got the two-pack a month or two ago. That Cheetor, in my opinion, is actually a slightly better toy than the Chrome Dome in a few places. Because uh, he's got really? he's got minorly different transformation stuff on the forearms. Um, and uh, slightly different transformation on the head. Very slightly. But, like, I kind of think that he ri- he ends up just feeling, like, a little bit neater and and, like... Some of some of the aspects of the Chrome Dome toy that would occasionally make me go like, oh, wow, woo, this is weird. On the Cheetor, somehow just feel even more like it's for Cheetor. Um, so I don't know, like the Cheetor version, I was really surprised where I, uh, when I messed with it and I was like, I think I actually like this more than the Chrome Dome. And I like the Chrome Dome. So I, yeah, that was always my take. But no, uh, 
no, I'm super happy with the set. Like, really, really do like that figure. Hell yeah. In general. I, I liked it enough, I got the other version that they had <laughs> uh, at the show. You want to talk about funny reactions online when people saw the freaking Joker. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> some people are just sick of the Joker. <laughs> and they were like, no! And I looked at it and I was like, I'm not going to buy it, but also that's kind of lit because they've done two different colors of Batman now out of their Rat Bat. Yeah, so, that's what I was thinking. It's like, uh, like they had to do at some point. Yeah, like, like here's here's your Joker, and I love this. It's like it's it's eleventh hour announcement at TFCon. Oh yeah, by the way, there's this thing. Also, you can't see the head. Yeah, hmm. and then and then right after the show, they actually put a video up going like, okay, because we saw some people talking, the head clicks up and down to gain or lose posability, and if it's posable, then you got to click it down before you transform it, or it won't fit the hole. Uh, that's apparently a thing on it. I don't, I don't have it, but I saw a video that they put up on social medias of like, here's how Mm -hmm. it clicks. And I was like, huh, I, I suspect that that toy, maybe they weren't sure it was going to be ready for TFCon. (laughs) Potentially. That's happened before. Hard to say. Yeah. Um, from what I heard on the floor, they did get hung up because they were trying to turn, uh, the eject or the rewind component into Harley Quinn. Ah, <laughs> and they they couldn't get it to work. I can yeah, I could understand. I could understand like like just fighting with the color placements. Yeah, cuz it's completely asymmetrical. Yeah. Also the head, like what would the head be? Uh, mm. Right? True. True. Like yeah, yeah, cuz she, she yeah, cuz she has the ho- she has the jester things popping off her head. There's no way you're going to fit that into the little hole that that rewind head has to go into. You uh. could do paint, go for the like white and then pink and blue. You could like, yeah. tails, I mean, maybe. I mean, I mean you ha- yeah. have to get real judicious with paint apps. And that's yeah. probably a small thing to be super judicious with yeah. paint apps on. The thing is, is she. But she still always has things hanging off her head. Yeah, yeah. The, like like Harley Quinn's silhouette is either pigtails or the jester cap, and specifically, I don't think you could remotely communicate that on the rewind mold. Yeah, <laughs> without having to get kind of funny or have like two removable pigtails. Uh, well, all... like I'm I'm thinking if if you can't if you got rid of like the the center part of the helmet. Like that ridge up the middle, and then you heavily painted or, or sculpted down the angular ridges. Like Maybe. you might be able to fake that into like gesture cap or pigtails. I'm one just or the glancing. Other. I'm glancing at my botcon Tigatron though. Yeah, I'm like I'm like yeah dimensionality though. <laughs> well, that that's why I that's why I was only looking at going in. Yeah, yeah, from it, true. not going out Although, wide. I will say, TJ, maybe you thought of this or not. Um, if they figured out how to put pigtails on that design, then they are set up to do a Hatsune Miku version to go with the Rosanna, right? Right? So. Mmm. I need to bother some people and see if that's legit or how far <laughs> they got. I need to bother some people, okay? <laughs> I hadn't heard anything about that. That's kind of funny. Um, is the 
is Grin actually like like have you messed with him much? Like is he all right? I mean, yeah, he fe- he feels as good as the you know as the Cheetor does. Okay. Nothing really against him. Um, I I loved that they actually thought to throw in like Joker weapons with him too. Yeah, like, I like the long barrel pistol. I really liked that old Batman movie. Um, and I and yeah, the crowbar. I don't think you could get away with doing a Joker without a crowbar. I also like the implication that a robot has a crowbar. I don't know why that's really funny to me. It's just like, it's like surely there are so many elements of just your your own technobiology that would preclude needing a crowbar for anything. But also, you go, you know, live your best life. I mean, we got, we got, we got robots with pickaxes i'm sure there's room for other tools too i guess it's just like i think when i think robots i think like you don't need help prizing things like you can <laughs> you got you got robot <laughs> fingers those are like four crowbars <laughs> um i'm glad i'm glad you dug that piece because also the that was um if i recall correctly designed by rick uh rick a who is um you know, long, long time, long time friend and acquaintance of of various things uh, on the internet, and uh, I, I I thought it was it was just so cool to like actually also get a toy made by someone I've talked to before, um, that was like made in production plastic. Uh, mm. It's like it's it's you know it reminds me of the old dream of third party toys of like your friends who have good ideas could connect with the right people and then just actually have a production toy made of a design they made. Uh, because there's there's so much it feels like there's so much less room for that now and Mastermind Creations is one of the only places that is a venue for that notion to even exist anymore. Um cuz you know I'm sure being at TFCon and seeing like what a third party you know like display looks like uh, a cabinet and it's like you know how just how much of it now is stuff to go with masterpiece toys compared to I'd say like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, no, uh, no, no one has has pulled the thing I have, so I'm just going to continue. I'm going to pass. I'm going to pass over to Aaron here. <laughs> okay, we're getting further down the line here. Um, I picked up uh, Terran Nightshade. Ding, ding, ding! Excellent. <laughs> That's me, baby. I just opened up today. I just did it. Yeah. I just did it. I have been transforming them back and forth. <laughs> This entire podcast going like I wonder if it if, if it will be last. Uh, <laughs> I got a torso to go along, or a, uh, yeah, torso to go along with the head and weird backpack that I had sitting this on a side table. This is my first Earth Spark Deluxe, so I just have a torso sitting on a table somewhere, and I hope I don't okay. lose it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you get yourself a Twitch, and uh, there yeah, you go. I like I said, man, I I wish I could catch these things on sale because like, uh, like like Nightshade, um, for for a lot of reasons, especially the alt mode, was where like once they popped up on on Amazon, I was like, I'm just I'm gonna just do this, I'm gonna just do this because also this is a late wave mm-hmm. one. I have no idea how far um in my area Earthspark is gonna go as far as appearing on shelves. Yeah, and the the thing is, Earthspark's such a weird line, too, because it's like, it was all, like, all of them were planned at the same time because the Build-A-Figure was in there, but it was only, like, half of the first wave, and then 
when I saw Nightshade, there was a bunch of of Megatrons in there too. So I don't know if like the Wave Two box is all of the way is like all eight of them when Wave One was just the first four or or what the heck oh, if, this if layout is. If it's all is. eight of them, then like and rip, it's, rip the retailers, right? <laughs> and and it was a thing where I thought about getting the others just so that I'd have more from the line because I, I like, I like Twitch. I like Nightshade. I like them as characters. I like their transformations and I'm like, maybe I'll like the other ones, but I've got a bajillion Megatrons. Um, I'm actually starting to put together a spreadsheet of all my toys. It already <laughs> reads a bajillion. Um, and it's, so it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, how, how many different ways can you do? Like, I guess this Megatron is a, like a dual rotor airplane yeah, thing. Yeah, a, a, a super duper VTOL. Like it's it's different. Yeah, it's a tilt rotor. That's where my brain was yeah. slowly dying. You know, it's, it's a tilt rotor. That's okay. Maybe shockwave is the weird now like quadrupedal well, tank this, thing. This, is, this that... is actually the other part that also kind of buzz killed me. Unfortunately, on the deluxe line is when we saw shockwave, and it's like. It's like Shockwave has a has a really interesting you know twist on on the kind of quadruped design Cyberverse debuted. I wonder how the toy no the toy's just Cyberverse Shockwave with a, a different colored chest. Oh well, yeah. I, I sure can't wait to see what the how the Grimlock turns. The Grimlock's mostly just the Cyberverse Deluxe Grimlock. Oh, <laughs> can't wait to see yeah. the Starscream, and then just like this giant middle finger comes out of my monitor and slaps me in the face, <laughs> and I'm like, because <laughs> so yeah. it sort of is a bummer because like I've heard. I have heard nothing but like just generally positive reactions to the deluxe Optimus, Megatron, and Bumblebee, uh, and Twitch, um, and I've heard I've heard yeah I've heard maybe positive I'll, stuff about I'll, I'll yeah I've heard positive stuff about Warrior Thrash, and then by all accounts, Deluxe Thrash is going to be a slightly nicer Warrior Thrash, but with a slightly worse shield. So now I got to go pick up Warrior uh, Thrash so I can you know Frankenstein the two pieces together to some degree. Uh, mm-hmm. even though the colors aren't going to match. Um, so the struggle's real, but, like, to bring, bring it around, I'm really happy with how Nightshade turned out, because they're just a good... They're actually... They're a good yes. Beast Former toy. They're, like, a good yes. Beast Machines toy. Like, <laughs> holy yes. crap. The first transformation step yes. actually made me go, oh, because I thought it was going to be like, okay, well, it's going to be the funny trick where I got to get this head away and get the other head out. And it's like, you flip it. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just, you just, you just flip it. And then there's the yeah. head. And then like the shoulders, the shoulders coming in together do just, I was like, now I got the back of this head there. This is kind of BS. And it's like, no, no, you flip those around and it kind of becomes the backside of the owl and you don't even yeah. care. And then, and then like, like it, it just, it just all yeah, folds the, away or it's the, the way that yeah. the robot arms fold forward. Everything about it made me go like, oh, this is kind of, this is going to be the hinkiest part. This kind of sucks that they're just, the hinges fold forward and I got two ball jointed entire arms, but then they tab together just right. And then the, and then they mm-hmm. tab to the backs of the legs just right. The legs tab to the mm-hmm. back of the owl just right with perfect cuts mm-hmm. everywhere to actually hide what are still a fully exposed robot face and a fully exposed robot hip. And fully exposed robot hands. 
and like you can kind of see the hands, but yeah. the way that that Nightshade just very quietly and humbly just hides everything in the simplest way possible by just doing it well. I was like, this is like this is like I said, this is good beast machines, but in 2023. Yeah. My only if if I had to say that I have a quibble, um it's not even a gripe, it's a quibble is I wish that for robot mode the balls that the wings were on were a little bit further yep. back or some portion of that alignment was a little bit different so that you could have their wings Yeah, down that really bums me out. Instead of back Cause, or cause out. They're... But that's like that's like such a low level Yeah, issue. That, that's like I have to remember I'm I'm messing with an Earth Spark Deluxe basically cuz because yeah. there's like an extra yeah. hinge on there too, along with the ball socket joint. And at first, I thought it was going to allow for that, but what it allows for is just you have to accept that as long as they are attached, Nightshade is in full on. My wings are out, and I'm gonna I'm gonna you know mess up some fools mode. Uh, but in that context, mm-hmm. you get some really good curvature on the wings and, and a, a fairly expressive range. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So, and and also, because I, I tried this, you can pop the wings off those ball socket things. And if mm-hmm. you do, Nightshade just looks like they look like in the show when their wings aren't out. And I'm like, I'm like, that yeah. had to kind of be on purpose, how nice it is to get mm-hmm. these ball sockets on and off. Um, that and I like just the simple integration of their daggers oh, yeah. Yeah. In, into the leading edge of the can, wings. You can forget they're there easily because they, they just go in. Mm-hmm. They, they stay in that, that slight angle on the square peg that follows the natural yeah. lean. Yeah. Putting them in there. Is yeah. So, mwah, yeah. Chef kiss. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Who, whoever was the lead on Terran nightshade, I like hit me up in a DM or something and I will, I will get you a adult beverage of your choice at some point in time. Yeah, like you earned it. Yeah, you, you earned it. You know what? You know what? It, it might even be a bottle of your adult beverage it's, of your it's choice. It's the way when you, you lay, earned it. You, and anyone listening to this, anyone who's messed with a transformer, you, you can probably have known you've dealt with this at some point, where it's a, it's a, it's a like a sword blade or something, and it wedges along a long edge, right? And so usually, if there's like a tab, you have to lay it in flat, straight down, and kind of wiggle it in. This thing is you lay the handle in to to its end of the divot, and then there's an angled peg. So that as you tilt the knife down to rest in its little wedge, an angled peg follows the natural arc of it laying down. <laughs> it, it just, it just, it just, it just like, yeah, fits. And then, uh. and then here's here's the little piece de resistance on this. And again, these are also minor, but like it's so thoughtful when you put when you put the knife mm-hmm. into Nightshade's hand, that angled peg perfectly lays down across the top of the wrist. It, it mm-hmm. Perfectly. It's, it's like, it's the most unimportant little detail, but it had to, that had to have at least been someone like working on, on this, seeing that it happened to line up like that too, and going like, I'm just going to leave that. I'm going to, I'm actually going to beef up the wrist just a little bit. So it's even more perfect. <laughs> and then like, and then on top of all this, what's so funny I don't think Nightshade Nightshade has two giant serrated knives in the show. <laughs> so it's like they have like energy daggers, don't it, they? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're the, energy these ain't, Yeah, these are these look like Rambo knives. <laughs> so given Nightshade's character, yeah, 
They look they look slightly kid yeah, like, like given Nightshade's character, there is something about them wielding two giant Rambo knives. Uh it's like these uh, you could call them the discourse blades or something, right? Where <laughs> it's like these aren't for the these aren't yeah. for the show. These are for after the show. These are for when I go home. <laughs> these are for when I deal with the onliners. Uh these <laughs> the YouTube slicers, right? Like <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, Night- Nightshade is a really good toy. Uh, and, and I'm very happy about that because I, I really like this design. When Nightshade first turned into an owl on the show, I popped so hard because owls mean a lot to me, partly because they mean a lot to my mom and her siblings. And we don't get owl transformers very much. So like a new owl transformer who's also a lovely character and such a cool design uh, I'm I'm ecstatic that this toy remotely captures that design, let alone captures it pretty darn decently as a pretty good toy. Because, like, the owl mode doesn't look like it easily becomes the robot mode, yet it does. Oh, it's, mm-hmm. it's so... Ugh. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> uh... Oh, I do have one other actually problem. You know how how Nightshade is packaged, where the wings are laying together. Um, yes. So the way that when I pulled them out, the wings were stuck together, and I was like, "Did these peg together?" And so I, you know, pulled them up. Oh, do you have I pulled paint them stick? Apart, and there are th- there is a a notable paint stick chip on three of Nightshade's oh. front facing feathers in the metallic. Oh, uh, oh, that. And ooh, the, the bigger buddy. bummer, right? Is so the the upside is they're painted on both sides, which is really cool. But my little my, this is my little worry in the very long term. Those separated wing pieces are very thick, but somewhat pliable PVC. Um, mm-hmm. and so naturally, I I do kind of wonder, like, are these going to become sticky, like? down the line as as the like does will the plasticizer sweat out or not or will the paint apps on this actually seal the plasticizer in uh a little bit more um the the paint chips they're not they're not horrific like you know i can i can deal with it but uh it was kind of a thing where i was like that might have maybe been the worst way to package those wigs <laughs> given that they got paint apps on both sides also i will say uh in on mine, the two knives were just rattling around in the back of the package. Um, they Me? were they were not in the spot that I later noticed was probably where they were twist tied in. Uh, and I have seen at least one report of someone who got nightshade, and the knives just weren't there. Um, and this was from Amazon, so it's not like someone you know stole them from a store. It was just that Amazon. Uh, in the warehouse while, you know, moving the box around. They shook it a little yeah, bit too hard. Yeah, just fell on the floor somewhere along the process. <laughs> so do be sure the knives are there when you pick up this toy, because they aren't that important. To, as we, I was kind of joking, it's not like they are Nightshade's signature weapons, right? Like, they don't actually wave two Rambo knives around on the show, but I think they are kind of integral to finishing the look of the wings. Uh, and also, like we were going on, they are so nicely designed. Like they have such a pleasant, caring design to those that, that angled peg. It would be a shame not to experience that. Um, but so, yeah, Aaron, it sounds like. I mean, obviously, you 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 dig Nightshade too. It sounds like like uh, like we are we are Nightshade squad in here. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Boy, I hope the other Terrans get good deluxes. The ones who don't have them already. Uh, scale be damned. Yeah. Do, hash- do hashtag as a just, deluxe? I don't care. The, <laughs> the, ru- the rough thing is, is just how long it seems. Because I, I swear that I've had Twitch for a Probably year. Probably have. Uh, and like th- this long between releases is not and i really great. hope that w- that those of us who feel this way are wrong about deluxe thrash being mostly warrior thrash with some new upgraded bits i would rather it was a a new mm-hmm. toy from the ground up because between the cyberverse repaints and potentially thrash being a retooled warrior that really makes me like just not not worried it's just more sad because we knew Earthspark was probably not going to get tons of toys, right? But the designs are so good, and they are Nick Roche designs! And they deserve a toy line! <laughs> uh, so, you know, fingers crossed. I mean, we got so much Cyberverse past the point where I thought it was over. And thanks to Legacy uh, United, like, I actually have to stop asking where Cyberverse Windblade is because they are just doing Cyberverse Windblade, albeit in, in a different line. So, you know, hope remains. But, uh, yeah, Aaron, you, you you hit it. You dinged the one that I got this week, so congratulations. Yay! Um, TJ, what's another one of yours you'd like to talk about? Okay, what is next on my list? Um, So the thing at TFCon was... Uh, I overspent a little bit, so I spent... Oh, that's just normal. That's just oh, normal. Yeah. <laughs> I spent Sunday just kind of browsing around just with the last of my budget, just looking for, like, that one thing that, like, just, like, grabbed me by the neck and go, I'm coming home with you now. Uh, and that ended up being the uh, the Generation Toy Red Bull, the side swipe with the beast mode. I could have sworn you had that toy already. No. no. Oh, why did I think you had that one? Third party? What are you talking about? Well, no, but the I, I could have sworn specifically the bull sideswipe or the generation toy stuff from the beast, you know, design doujin. I thought you had one of those. Oh, I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. Nope. Well, I have it now, and yeah, it's uh, it's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's one of those third party toys where I could figure out how it works without the instructions, but um at no point did it feel frustrating to figure the toy out. Cause mm. everything everything it did is like, oh, that's actually really smart. You know, like, like everything I was doing with this toy just kinda hit me in like that really nice way of like, oh oh, that's hmm. That's actually clever. You know, because it's not enough to just like make a. It's not enough to just make a bowl that unfolds in a side swipe. You know, that's not terribly hard, but to actually like make it look like side swipe, like genuinely like hit the right silhouette, no like animal legs hanging off random spots mm-hmm. or anything like that. That's the part that really impressed me, and just how they handled that. Because like even like halfway through the transformation, there was part of me just gone. I have no idea where these bull horns are going, and then when they actually get to that point, and there's like an entire assembly just for sinking the bull horns into like the lower torso. Like, oh, okay, that's actually really smart. Hmm. I, yeah, I never messed with the with that bull, but like. 
uh, I actually felt the same way about the Generation Toy IDW Optimus. Uh, higher complexity ceiling, so it might lose it for some folks, uh, that quality, but, like, that's what I really liked about their stuff, uh, that Optimus, kind of the self-bomber Megatron, the two Constructicons that I messed with briefly, like, uh, I think Generation Toys' sort of semi-disappearance has been a, a legitimate loss uh, to that scene, because they, they have some really cool stuff when they do get stuff out. But they've been very distant and quiet, if not... I, like, I don't know what's up with Generation Toy right now. This is making yeah. me go look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Because they actually put they put out other ones that I actually really wanted and never really got around to. Because their um, Devastator got knocked off to Oblivion. Um, it's very easy to get their Devastator, just not the, the one that they put out. Uh, and I, f I forgot that they have a Defensor out. I always I always wanted to mess with that Defensor because again it had it looked like it was doing some kind of cool stuff. But um, I feel like whatever they were up to, like they just their stuff just got again knocked off to oblivion. Um, the the Megatron is still here, but that's uh, the crystal version. Yeah, it's just so odd because um, that yeah, the, I I liked transforming their toys like the what you were describing like with the bullhorns just like receding in and stuff like that. Um, is is that that reminds me of what I enjoy about their designs when stuff will just like fit together and just like go like shoop, and then it you just feel you feel like you are transforming a transformer, not like you know shape changing a robot toy, like that very specific difference. Right, right. Um, I forgot that there's a a black gold version of the bull side swipe. Oh, right. they did it. They did another beast former though. I thought. Um, they did a primal. Right, yeah, there was a primal. Wasn't there a yellow one, too? There wasn't a... No, there was a white one. I, th I meant, like, there was another quadruped. I thought that they did three... Oh, right, 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 right. There's a bumblebee tiger. That's what I'm thinking yeah. of. Okay, yeah. thank, thank goodness. Yeah. Drives me nuts, because the same seller had the primal and they had the tiger. The one that I wanted was the white primal, and that's the only one they didn't have. Ah... I forgot that their primal actually came out. That's another one. I I, I would always see the, it in photos, and then yeah. the primal was always confusing to me. It's like it's just it's primal but robotic beast. Yeah, it's, which is weird. Oh, I forgot he had like the Frankenstein's monster bolts on the side of the beast head. I'm looking at photos of it now because I, I, like I said, Generation Toy. I really like what they do, and then they are so easy to forget that they exist. Uh, like I, I highly recommend their Devastator. I think it sucks. It's one of the ones I don't own. I think it's maybe my favorite third-party Devastator. Is the Generation Toy version? Uh, it just has like such a stocky, stompy look to it. Mm. Um, I'll, I'll just paste in a photo of it just for reference. But like, uh, I think they're related to the group, or they did a Menasaur as well. There is a Menasaur that is basically the same designer and aesthetic, which also I really want to pick up someday because I think it looks really cool. Um, like their combiners just have like this very fat kind of like the positive parts of Dreamwave house style to them, um, which which I I, I like looking at. Uh, oh, I have their they did it they did a a jazz 
that I have that I forget that I own <laughs> sometimes too. Um, I got it. I got it. I got this jazz. I think I got on sale from Repro Labels because it was their model that they put labels on. Um, and it's it's a one off. It's like they didn't do like all the cars or anything. There's just a jazz. And he's just a neat jazz with yeah. pearlescent. Like, Aaron, you've seen yeah. this one. Yeah, like a yes. Pearlescent silver yeah. plastic. A jazz toy? Yes. <laughs> yes. No, that, that, that's, the one, it, that's the one that has, like, an automotive-grade pearlescent paint job. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I kind of want to pick up that Red Bull, though, because that does look really cool. <laughs> uh. I forgot how much the the bull mode looks like it doesn't turn into a robot that looks like Sideswipe. Oh, man. It helps that you're also, like, speaking very highly of it, because that's answering a lot of mm-hmm. my <laughs> distant mm-hmm. questions. Did you see Did you see the car mode? What? Uh, excuse me? <laughs> I'll paste it in. It's official photography. Oh, no. <laughs> It's a bull pretending what to be did, a car. No. <laughs> I lay down and be sneaky. Actually, I don't know if that's official photography. But it is just the bull mode lying down. That's in, in the stuff I was finding searching real quick, all of them included some version of flat bull and like the three different colorways that they had, all of them had that. So it's not like just I, I I've gotta say it's probably not just some guy just went like, Oh, I can kind of flatten this down. I think it's very funny, because obviously it's not even transformed or anything, right? It's just the bull. But <laughs> it's a bull going like, I'm a car. <laughs> uh, I gotta keep this... I gotta remember that this came out. Is <laughs> the phrasing I'll use. Uh, that looks really cool. Alright, well, yeah, I... I I've said my thing, so I'll I'll, uh, I'll pass back over to Aaron. Let's hit another one of yours. Uh, the last one of the things that I have on topic is Autobot Mirage Studio Series 105 from the Rise of the Beasts. That is a discourse-laden toy. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> I got it because Alfie and I had a discussion, even though it's a Porsche. It's got the wrong name and the wrong paint scheme. It's a Porsche. Um, was still a decent <laughs> character. It was all right. I thought, hey, I'll give it a go. I hadn't really looked at uh, at discourse online, and uh, kind of wish I had. Um, it is, oh, it. I mean, woof. It. <laughs> I, I I wonder how much I, I keep stalling on words here. I don't know how to say this without a bunch of of editing work for an army of bees. Um, there is much to this toy that I wonder how much was driven by Porsche saying like, you can't go across certain lines on this car. Um, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something, which is, I am going to say I am 99% sure you are correct is what I'm going to say. Uh, because, because (laughs) there are places where it's like, Hey, like this is an awkward place to, to, cut a panel yeah okay it keeps it so that certain things are there but it'd be a whole lot easier if this was over here or that was over there there's a lot there are there are so many tabs on him that have to fit in, in into specific pegs 
or pegs into holes and the there's a trick that his like hip girdle has to do to shift around and it sits really close one way but if you pull these three like dog bone pieces and you flip them around another way it, it shifts it up the millimeter or two that it needs to in order to line up the way that it's supposed to but it's the weird it's like it's back to the like long instructions so and it's two layers of that so you've got you know two and a half inches of height showing the whole toy trying to show you the trick that they want you to do with the hip and then just combined with like there are a couple of things where it's like you use his knee joint as one of the transformation joints for something. Okay, yeah, that's cool. That's you need it to bend there. That's that's the spot to do it then. But it's not like it's a knee fully extended, knee fully compressed. It's something in between. And there's no like detents or anything to help guide you to where it needs to be in order to get these three different sets of pegs and poles to all line up. To just it, uh... To just be kind of meh at the end. Yeah. And so, some of some of the feedback I've heard in that toy made me think this was Porsche going like, um, we're going to burn this bridge so hard by demonstrating why Hasbro will never want to work with us. Yeah. Is what it sounded like. And even then, like the the doors as like hip skirts aren't too bad but they seem like they get in the way a couple of different places that like i don't know if it's just bad bad location for where it hangs i don't know i i got them today and had opened them up today so i haven't had a ton of like maybe if i go back and forth a couple times and learn the rhythm of it so there may be slightly less old man yells at clouds going on in it but i doubt it there's a f- there's a lot about the transformation hypothetically that like I kind of actually dig because I watched some videos about it because I've you know it looks like a very odd and and it's, it looks like a very odd toy in photography mm-hmm. right um, I think I still want to pick one up eventually but like uh, I've I have heard so many different opinions on that toy some of them are just depending on like on like how nice your copy feels cuz it sounds like you know due to how much he is a silver painted clear plastic toy um there is like some tolerance variance here and there um you know how much you're okay with him not looking 100% screen accurate because very likely Porsche was like you cannot touch the silhouette of the car whatsoever you cannot break a panel line of this car whatsoever um like those door those door uh hip skirt things look so much like we're not allowed to touch the doors, so we need to find out where to put yeah. them, right? Uh, well, and and it's like that combined with basically, you know, most of the top of the car is kind of accordioned up as backpack. And then the hip skirts are bouncing against that. And even to the point where, like, his headlights sit above his shoulders and, like, either point down or point forward, and neither of those look real good. It's a thing that, like, I wish that, you know, this wasn't Porsche, and they put three different, three more joints in it in some places to do what any other friggin' car transformer that they've been able to do of somewhat similar dimensions. 
and instead it's all just like, I wish this. I wish this wasn't Porsche, so it could just do Transformer things, right? Like, (laughs) which is messed up. It's messed up because then it's like, well, why? (laughs) I guess then why do we ever work with Porsche again, Mm -hmm. right? Like, (laughs) we have to to jump through so many weird hoops to make this toy remotely exist. Uh, yeah, that, that it's that toy and Nightbird I've heard so much mixed stuff about. Um, and it, it's a shame, because I, I do, I do kind of want to pick them both up still, but, like, I, I'm going in, like, knowing, yeah. right? Like, yeah, that his, these are super weird toys. His feet are weird. I'm, I'm looking at images now, because I'm not going to mess with transforming them right now. His feet are, like, little flip-out bits, and the heels are part of the, like aerodynamic like tail on the back of it it's just all just so like i guess this is how we got to do it like uh uh yeah uh tj are you hyped to pick up this toy it's because it sounds like it's so much fun and it's a. Uh... uh it's sitting on my desk right now and i didn't care enough to put on my list Oh, <laughs> noted. <laughs> oh boy, is this okay? So is this is this tracks again? Where it's like it's like no, Chris, don't buy it. Don't correct. <laughs> so... <laughs> I I almost said yes, but I was afraid that that would mean yes, buy it. No, Chris, do not buy this toy. God, why dear though? listener, why did... oh. dear listener, I'm not talking to Chris anymore. I'm not talking to TJ, dear listener. I'm I'm turning and looking directly at the microphone, because uh, that's where you live. Don't just don't, just don't like if you really like Porsche. <sighs> okay, but don't 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 buy it. Don't please. I I got a version of this that I'll say because it also covers my ass a little bit. Buy it if you want to. Just don't buy it and then go like, I'm so surprised. Right? No, no, no! Don't, don't, it's, it's don't, 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 about. don't buy it. Just like let it, let it, let let I'm those s- become like returns or something that shows back up at Hasbro, and they can say, "Wow, nobody liked this toy. I wonder why." <laughs> License or boycott within Transformers? <laughs> I'm so academically curious. Ah. Uh. Because I'm not going to, like, listen, if I pick it up, I'm not going to pick it up and go and go on here and go, like, can you guys believe this? Because, like, I'm not going to do that. But, like, I am so academically curious about, like, what happens when Porsche does let them license a Transformers toy nowadays? And, like, just, like, the, the you know, demonstrable nightmare, given most of the reports on the figure. Like, I'm so curious. It's not like a bummer like tracks where it's like this shouldn't have happened because you didn't have to do a license. Like this one is is a talkable piece. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, why Porsche got to be like that? We are never we are never ever ever getting <laughs> proper masterpiece Porsche characters, are we? Ever? Probably uh, not. Anyway, um, thanks for sharing. Thanks for the disclaimer. You know. Letting the people know. Um, TJ, want to tell us about your thoughts on Mirage? <laughs> don't have to. Don't have to. You already said them. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts were, I didn't put them on the list. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, all right. Well, let's, I'm curious about this mystery, because this is the last item on your list, right? I'm going to double check. On the on topic, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. What is this mysterious another uh, TFCon exclusive? So, um, I, I so since it's T- TFCon Orlando and I'm not that far, uh, I decided uh, I'm going to do a thing at my favorite toy shop outside of the one that pays me, I should say. Mm-hmm. Just cover that base. Um, but no, like 30 minutes north of the venue, there is this, you know, huge toy shops where i got all you know most of my vintage uh sealed beast wars stuff and i i did like i did like a little meetup there uh just to see if i just to basically see if i could get away with it which was fun to do oh yeah uh, and toward the end of it we're given i'm giving the the transformer section one last browse just to see if there's anything i missed and Tucked away at the very back of the bottom Transformer shelf, I spot this tiny little box that says TFCon on it. And when I get them to dig it out, out it's Shafter. Hmm. Hell yeah. yeah. OG Shafter. Welcome. OG. The, welcome, the best Welcome one. to the club. So TFCon hasn't started yet. And I've already picked up a TFCon exclusive from 11 years You've ago. You've picked up the TFCon exclusive. True. It was just the <laughs> it was the weirdest thing to find that weekend of all weekends. It's so wild because it's your home state, and yeah. then it's like this thing manifested. <laughs> That's the thing. It's from it's from 2011. Like it wasn't like TFCon wasn't out of Canada yet. Yeah, this was a Canadian exclusive toy, and this is when TFCon were still the ones selling the exclusives, too. Yeah, And it's like one just wandered over to Florida. <laughs> I wonder how long it had been there, too. I, there's no telling. Like, I've, yeah. I've been there. Like, I'm usually there, like, a couple times a year. Like, my business takes me in that direction. But... I don't remember, like, because it's such a tiny little box in a crowded shelf. Like, I don't know how I spotted it this time, so I very well could have just missed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that it could have been under things for a decade with nobody noticing. I don't know. It, it was just, it was a crazy thing to find. The figure itself, like, you know, it's old school third party. Like, it's not crazy complicated. It's just a tiny little, like, Huff, yellow huffer, yeah, yeah, you know, and it's it's a it's a fun little it's a fun little desktop toy, you know. It's a company that is in fact dead. Uh-huh. Uh, ah. Eye gear is a confirmed kill. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> On that, now that you've got that one, like I think you got the. There are only two toys as good as that in the TFCon exclusive pantheon, and that is the two Gobits. Um, the Go Bits, uh, uh, which were repaints of of Brawn and uh, Cosmos in better colors. Mm. Uh, because also then you'll have the Eye Gear Uvra of basically their three best toys. Academically speaking, you know, it's it's, it's right, right, worth pursuing. How much was was Chafter at a store in Florida? I really got to know. I think it was like thirty bucks. That's a wonderful price for him. Yeah, Man, that's so wild. That's so wild. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I love the story to it because it's, it's so random that weekend of all weekends. I showed it to yeah. Proto Man and he got a huge kick out of it. 
Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I, I love that chapter. I, I have a little bit of a soft spot for Masterpiece Shafter, but it is not as good a toy uh, in, in the bigger picture. Mm. Um, it's uh, it's an example of like your now dead company trying to do a Masterpiece toy kind of toy where it's like, there's neat ideas and it's big, but like it's kind of clunky, a little bit weird. Sha- yeah. OG Shafter is also just the best version of that toy because they put that toy out in like three or four different colorways and Shafter's the best one. So, like, I love I love telling the story of finding it, explaining why it exists is to the uninformed is so much more fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a messed up weird story because <laughs> it's like Hasbro did a dick joke <laughs> mm-hmm. at a convention once. After the after, uh, the fandom were doing a dick joke, but a fandom's going to do a dick joke. But then Hasbro did a dick joke in a, in a manner in which they said, you can never record this and we will never show this again. Uh, oh, congratulations. Um, I guess we could, uh, we could, we could, we could then veer into the world of off topic. Aaron, you're off topic bounces perfectly off of one of yeah, TJ's it's, given what it's, says in parentheses. It's, it's due to TJ. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to lead off with it? I I I figured the, the the guy that went and did the things and then smuggled some stuff out for me might have been the better. I guess if it, yeah, if, it, if there's does like it a make more thematic story. sense that way? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. Uh, so, <laughs> in booking conventions, I always show up a day early and leave a day late, just so I don't have like weird travel fatigue going into the show. Um, this is the way. This way, um, unfortunately, that meant I was—I basically booked a day where I was going to sit in my hotel room on Thursday doing literally nothing. So I thought to myself, "Okay, how about I just take a chunk of my dealer room budget and just go to Galaxy's Edge, as long as it's fifteen minutes away? Why not?" <laughs> I mean, so inc- incredible experience. Atmosphere is amazing. Um, the way I always tell people is like. Um, it's a hermetically sealed bubble of Star Wars. So, like, when you're driving in, the first thing you see from, like, a literal mile away is the giant pink Tower of Terror building. Because <laughs> that's, like, the biggest thing in the whole park. Galaxy's Edge is designed to block that out. So even though, you know, you're you like a, a, you know, like a 20-minute walk from it, you can't see it. You can't see Toy Story Land right next door either. That's so wild because the the impression I've got is that Galaxy's Edge does this better than the literal isolated cruise ship that tried to do this. <laughs> I mean, the cruise ship, you kind of know you're on a boat. You know. True. Yeah, I guess so. Wouldn't it be wild if they didn't tell if the cruise ship was like a secret cruise ship? They don't tell you till you're stepping off. Oh, you were on a boat, by the way, for for a weekend. <laughs> Wait, are you talking? Are you talking the Star Cruiser? Because yeah. that wasn't a boat. Oh right, that's that, a hotel. That's a hotel. Oh, it wasn't. A, I mixed. Am I mixing that up with the Marvel? No. Cruise so the, so I think that there's one of the Disney cruise ships that has like a Star Wars room. Where there's like a, a area in it that's themed towards Star Wars, and another one that has like a Marvel, like a Marvel Academy type of thing. I thought there was, I thought there was one with like story beat. That is, that stuff. is the Galactic Star Cruiser, 
that is its own like experience hotel thing. It's like a three day, three even... night thing. Well, no, because the I I... thought it was a boat. no, because the idea on that one was like you would go there, and then they had specifically like there were times that you could go to Galaxy's Edge, and you could be in like full cosplay. And that was the way that you could be full cosplay at Galaxy's Edge. And they had a specific, like, shuttle bus that you didn't see out of the shuttle bus. It was all, like, screens and stuff inside of it. So as you drove from the docking bay at the hotel to the docking bay at Galaxy's Edge, you were still in-universe as you were going down to Galaxy's Edge. And then you had special things you could do in Galaxy's Edge. And then you got back on the shuttle to go back up to the ship that was in orbit. Still sounds like Galaxy's Edge is doing this all a little bit better. Like, little, you know, doesn't need to have a, a fully, you know, screened bus. They just have, TJ, it sounds like they just have good architecture. And they <laughs> well, well, it, it apparently is doing it better because uh, Galactic Cruiser is gone. Yeah, I was. Yeah, well, I was it was. Say that's also it was topper. also like Who's, stupid expensive. Yeah, and that, that's the other topper. Who is? But who cost multiple thousands of dollars to do, and also is dead. Yeah, and who is part of a park and does it with just? Math well, it was. It was. It was part of the park though. <laughs> like that was just a hotel at yeah, Disney yeah. that you could go and spend two or three nights at, or whatever. Yeah, like I'm reading the wiki now. It's like guests were only allowed to stay for two nights, and the minimum room rate was forty eight hundred dollars for two people. Yeah, I I just think it sounds like Galaxy's Edge is doing it's doing the thesis with less expense and more. Humbleness. Yeah, it, it, it it's it, it's <laughs> like if you're if you're if you're talking it like that, Galactic Star Cruiser was like the all out top end thing and i think i think they swung it a little bit too far because i've I've watched youtube people that went and did it three or four times and like it was an experience for sure and it was very very high end but it seemed like like you know for for so many people disney is a one-time only type thing and i think they were really trying to lean into the like ultimate star wars fan with more money than sense come and do this thing and like it was very interesting it's a thing that would have been really neat to see but not nearly at the prices they were asking for as 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 the above and beyond even galaxy's edge i have learned things and also corrected what seems to be very cross-wired memories i had about it uh I was like so dead ass certain it was a cruise ship. <laughs> anyway, uh, you, you know the frustrating thing about the whole thing. A week after I was at Galaxy's Edge, that's when they started getting in all the leftover stuff from from that hotel. Ah, damn. <laughs> uh, well, like, so, literally, like I picked the. I showed up like a few days late for the lightsaber sale and a week early for all of the Star Cruiser sales so i i picked a perfect like terrible pocket of time they should have just given you something for being there during like the bad week (laughs) they should be like you know what we're just gonna give you an extra one of everything because you (laughs) you've been screwed (laughs) uh it sounds like you get some stuff though oh yeah oh yeah 
because it's a Disney, it's a Disney park. Big shock, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so they let you build your own droid there. So did that. That's a cool little experience. It's like, cause like you, you basically go into like what looks like, like, like in like Jabba's palace with all the droid parts going across the ceiling and all that. Yeah. Except you're going to a conveyor belt at the back and you're picking up all the parts off the conveyor you want your droid to be made from. You know, and then you take it to the work table and they'll, you know, you get to build it there on the spot. That sounds like, like, uh, nerd Build-A-Bear. You know, you're not wrong. (laughs) I hate that now. Um. (laughs) Did not mean to ruin the droid experience. Uh, the droid stuff is fun, though. They give you, like, p- extra panels if you want to change up their colors. They give you, like, uh, well, you, they give you, they sell you chips to switch up their little chirps and sound effects if you want them to sound different. Hmm. Uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. But it, it, it's cool. Like, and, like, they leave it on in the box because it will respond to different areas of the park that you walk into. Oh, that's kind of cool. Like, uh, I was going to say RFID, but is, is it maybe even more fancy than that? Bluetooth. I'm not even sure. Yeah. The droids yeah, are all Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so if you walk into the Rebel side of the park, ever, you know, or Resistance, I'm sorry, it's New Trilogy. Resistance side of the park, the droid sounds happy. You walk into the First Order side of the park, the droid gets nervous. <laughs> it's, it just gets sad. <laughs> It's like, oh no, I got built by a LARPer who likes to wear black. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, so yeah, I did the lightsaber build too. You know, which is like, like the, like the, the big experience you go there to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, it really is like a full experience. I treat it with a lot of reverence. You know, and like the like, there's a, it's a literal ceremony that goes through like the history of like the you know, like the the Kyber crystals and the famous Jedi and Sith who used each color, and you know, it's a it's a it's a whole thing. Um, and you, like they set you up in a way so like they can know like which set of lightsabers because like the cool thing about it is it's all like underground stuff. Yeah, because like I've walked by it twice without realizing this is the where you go to check in for it because it's just like a blank surface with a few service doors, you know, and like they like they like you're buy you're want, buying like, scrap, once, right? Yeah, they refer to it as scrap. You're just buying scrap parts and assembling it, um, and it's all on the down low. So like they'll take it into the door, and then there's like a secret knock on an interior door in order Ooh. to actually be let in. You know, it's a big ceremony table. Um, they hand you the tray of parts because they, they ask you beforehand which one you're building. They give you a pin so the people inside know, oh, they're building this one. Uh, and yeah, it's it's just it, it is a really, really immersive experience, you know, and they like try and then they try really hard to keep it immersive. Like, like when you like when they give you your ki- your first kyber crystal, they like those guy ho- hosting. It'll just like, okay, why'd you pick that color? And go like, well, 
and you have to go like you have to say like I like green without going like um it's part I like stuff from other non Disney brands that are green. <laughs> I uh it's not the same, but I went through that when I had a photo take. I, I got my photo taken with with uh, an Ultraman at Fan Expo, is what I'll say. And they didn't like. Th- they didn't say they didn't like that I had a Transformers shirt on. The photographer simply said, "Can you please cross your arms?" <laughs> <laughs> and it took me a, a beat, and I went like, "Oh," and, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't ask any questions. I was like, "I understand why this is happening." <laughs> So yeah, uh, they take you through the process. It's a full metal lightsaber. It's five components that each all have two different options. You can intermix whichever ones you want. Um, they give you like uh, the sheath to walk it out with so it doesn't get damaged. Um, and the crystal is changeable, which is the big thing. So for those who don't know, you have that little kyber crystal in the center of the light in the center of the lightsaber. And they give you one of four different colors at the, at the ceremony. And then one of the gift shops has all the other colors plus the white and yellow ones that are only sold at the gift shop. Uh, okay. All of them right. change the color of the blade. And they'll change the sound effects that the blade uses. So you get the full collection, you get all, all six, and you get every option and every, like, little trace of play out of this lightsaber the crystals also get used in a toy called a wayfinder which you like hover the crystal over and it'll like respond and like tell you about a planet associated with like a you know particular star wars character because every crystal is coded to a star wars character like it's blind box kinda mm-hmm. so your green crystal mm. could be Luke Skywalker or it could be Yoda or it could be Qui-Gon Jinn you don't know until you scan it into like a Wayfinder or a uh, holocron if you throw it in a holocron it'll make sound of, it'll make uh, voice clips of that character play secret messages so Man. I'm looking at all the stuff that this does and I'm like this is a common Rider toy mm-hmm these crystals are little collectible doohickeys that just make toys make noises and lights. Yeah, I, I was... As I would see people talk about this whole experience on, on socials, I was like... I was like, I'm amazed... At first I was, I'm amazed that this massive play pattern is confined to a Disney park. But then the more I heard about people going to the park specifically to keep buying more, I was like... I understand why this experience is confined to a Disney mm-hmm. park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's the hysterical thing about it. So, like, the holocrons are neat. You know, it gives you more that these crystals do. So, just like any good, you know, toy uh, collecting experience, the more you buy, the more it all gets to do. Yeah. Um. But, so, like, out of... So, the Jedi holocron... Um, works with all the different crystals. If you put a red Sith crystal in there, you'll just get noises from Yoda warning you about the dark side. And they're all clips from, like, <laughs> you know, uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. So, every crystal does something unique. 
And like I said, you know, like you could have three different green crystals and have three completely different sound sets. But that's with the Jedi holocron. There's also a Sith holocron. It only works with the red crystals. Any color crystal besides red. Black is technically still a red crystal. It's just the plastic color. It's still coded to be red. Also, it's one in a hundred chance of getting a black one. I'm not one in seven. Is it one in seven now? Mm -hmm. Because they still tell you they they flat out tell you when you're buying kyber crystals, it's one in a hundred. I've seen people say it's it's more like one in seven. It's like what? That's really frustrating. I would have bought out out of eight of them. You're probably going to get a black one. Yeah. I would have bought a horde of them if I knew that. Yeah. Technically, uh, black originally, can be... Originally, it was a lot higher, but I've, I've seen people, like, a, a lot of stuff on Reddit saying that it's now more like, you know, one in a dozen, maybe, that, that, down to, down to does, people saying, like, one in seven or one in eight. That does explain a YouTube video I saw where a guy cracked open ten and got two of them. Yeah. That explains that. Black is technically red if you want it to be. Okay. The, the before we got onto the black tangent. Okay. <laughs> so the Sith holocron only works with the red ones. Every other color just makes noises from Palpatine. Palpatine come up. So mm-hmm. the basically the Jedi one does everything, and the Sith one does almost nothing. And when I went to Galaxy's Edge, like, okay, so the thing you have to realize about the gift shops in Galaxy's Edge is it's all th- thematic. So like there like a lot of the gift shops just look like holes in the wall where people just set up the shops where they sell like scrap they've turned into tin toys or like handmade Star Wars character dolls things like that. Um in this particular place uh all the Jedi stuff is in like alcoves in a stone wall. So it's not like oh there's like a stack of boxes of holocrons. No no there's a there's a wall where there is a bunch of alcoves with one holocron each out of box. So you're just picking them straight up off the shelf as is. When I went there, the Jedi side of that wall, completely empty. The Sith side of the wall, completely filled. Do-gooders. And just <laughs> one one worker there holding a Sith holocron, just like begging people to demonstrate this and get people to get one. <laughs> yeah, freaking freaking do-gooders, IMO. So the the fun <laughs> thing is, if you have both, you can put the Sith on top of the Jedi and get an even different reaction out of them. Yes, there is an exclusive reaction if you have both. I can't believe... I'm going to say, I still can't believe they've confined this entire thing to a a single Disney park... That, for some people, is a massive trip to go to. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, you get you get back home to a different continent, and you didn't really look into all this, then you find out later, like, oh, yeah, by the way, the whole thing, you should have bought See, more. See, that's like, oh, why you have a good friend go and offer to be a smuggler for you. Right. Is this an actual thing in the experience, or is this just a word we're using? So, if, if you go to, like, the Galaxy's Edge Discord, that's, like... You can request a smuggler to 
you know, get you stuff from one of the one of the two locations. Is this something that the that the performers in the Disney park will recognize the lingo of? Probably. They're they're all pretty on on it from everything that I've seen. Okay. But Yes. So thanks to TJ making the trip, um I ended up with some some swag as well. So I know that before I'm pretty sure I talked about the Cal Kestis um Jedi Survivor. I always mm-hmm. forget Wh- which one was the first one. Jedi Survivor Fallen Order. Oh, I don't remember. The one from the, I... the one from the second <laughs> game that's like a completed yeah, one yeah. that does color change. Um the first release of that was his saber as it is at the beginning of the game with a damaged end. Was the first time we released it. And it has a coupler piece so that you can take the two of them and have them go um, end-to-end so that it can be like a staff, like the double-sided blade thing. Um, yeah. So got that from TJ. Needed. I should have had you. I, I've said it before. I'll say it again on here. Uh, he asked, hey, do you need a blade for this? I was like, nah, they've got them online. And then I realized the online listings from Disney was a and were sold out page. Um so I still need to get a blade for the second half of it for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for Alfie, she really, 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 really has dug the Ahsoka series and everything in that. And they had the her pair of of sabers where one's like a slightly shorter. It's like a katana and a um, and a Shoto. What's the second sword? Oh. Damn it. Daito, Daito and Shoto, I think. Something like that. Anyways, one is slightly shorter, has a shorter blade, has a different connection. Those screw in. You got to do like three rotations of screw versus a uh, insert and quarter turn of the other ones. Uh, much lighter. Mm. Um, the hers are all white, and it has a, like a higher pitch crackly sound versus the Calcastus one, which has a deeper throatier sound. Um, and... Very cool. Very thankful to have those. And then also, the Parks has an exclusive chopper toy that's the same, basically the same hardware as the one that you assembled. But instead of being my own droid, it's CP10P with all the angry um, mass murderer droid sounds in them. So uh, we got that. Uh, we wondered how Roma would react to it, and he goes, why is this thing running into me, and then stares into space, because he's mostly blind. Um, so, yeah, Legit. that's the that's the, 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 the stuff I had smuggled out of Batu uh, that I still need to figure out how I want to display all of it, because it's all pretty cool, and it's making it us sit there and talk about like hey maybe maybe we'll actually get this disney trip figured out because you know may of 2020 i had tickets that weren't refundable it was such a great time too and it was so uh thoughtful really that they (sighs) were like going to preserve the experience to the point of like we're not going to let you refund this ticket because uh it's more in character that you know the space virus well it was it was because i bought them through like i have a tickets at work thing that's a work benefit that was like 15% 15% off of the the like the gate price for tickets. They're just non-refundable. And it's like, well, I put in my vacation time for it, right? I got 
a hotel booking, right? I'm going to be there those days. <laughs> What's going to stop me? Some sort of global pandemic. <laughs> Why is that severed hand in the distance I never noticed just curling? Yeah. And then when I reached out to my credit card company, like, the tickets were, like, theoretically good for a year. Theoretically. And then I, like, reached out to them, and they had a very, oh, no refunds. I'm like, well, like, everything shut down. Well, it could reopen in time. Okay. And then it didn't reopen in time. And I reached out to them again, and they said, no refunds. Ha, 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 ha. And then I went to my credit card company. I was like, yo, dog, this is what happened. Like, can we do something about this? And they said, well, how long has it been? I was like, over a year. Well, why didn't you try to refund with us before? It's like, well, because they were only invalid at this point. Because they kept saying, hey, we're not going to refund it because it could still be a thing um, in those situations. And then the credit card company's like, yeah, it kind of sucks. I was like, thanks. I won't go on the full rant, but nothing makes a special flavor of ire remain a, a fun little warming ember in the back of my brain than the way that the entire events industry just turned on the human race yeah. in 2020 and 2021. Yeah. In a, in a way that I feel they never really punished for. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can, okay, yeah, I can understand. By the, the contracts that I signed when I purchased the ticket, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. But at the same time, like, global pandemic not I'm, seen for 100 years. Like, maybe maybe we have some sort of time, flex in there a little bit. Like this, At the same time, I am highly unimpressed by you. Yeah. And I, I am not coming away from this thinking, darn, what a clever person I just yeah. dealt with. <laughs> yeah, and I, I remember, I remember the tickets people not even giving me like, like the credit card, like the the dude that I dealt with with the credit card company was like, I'll see what I can do, but I don't really don't think I can. And then like, uh, uh you paid. I mean, you paid it all. Like we could, uh, no, but that's so. Hold on, let me try. You know, a bunch of keyboard noise. No, I really don't. I don't think there's a way around this, man. I'm sorry. It's it's rough, but it's been so long. I can't avoid something that was bought, you know, at that point in time because I bought it as a Christmas gift for a trip that was in oh, May, yeah. and then it was good for a year from that date. So, like, looking at it 18 months later, you know, it's like there's not a not really anything we can do that far out. I'm sorry, and and the it's, ticket and the ticket people were just like, too. nah. Eat dick, and it was like, okay, at, at least at least the credit card guy had the 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 decency to have a disconnected keyboard to sit there and make a bunch of typing noise at while he bought time in between, like doing real calls to make me feel like I was a valued customer. Well, the credit card guy at least is like you know a phone line foot soldier yeah. who from the top down can't modify the system they're working with. The and the ticket company's just like no. Yeah. Then it's kind of like you know well maybe maybe I, maybe I hope your company doesn't survive. If you. <laughs> mm. uh, boy, that's that's some old pandemic era ag- aggro. I have, yeah. I yeah. There's still just that little ulcer that sits there, just ready to just like ready maybe to your erupt. company should. Maybe your company should die. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, to close this out, TJ, so you have one last thing on your list here, and it's an important one to me. Because um, mm-hmm. I remember the first time, I remember when I completed my first one of those. 
Yeah, so um, through a lot of weird loops here, uh, I now own a complete GoBots puzzler. Mm-hmm. So this starts like last year in my vacation to Arizona, you know, and Chris will know the name Matt Burkett. Yeah. Yeah. Went to visit him. This is one of the, one of the things he gave me was this little blue GoBot. And in my head, I'm like, oh, it folds in half. This is a puzzler foot. Huh. Uh, during toy shopping out there, stumbled across the black one, which is the other foot. So yeah. I left Arizona with two GoBot feet. Um, I had a trip out at some point. I had a trip out with some friends over to the other coast where another big toy shop is. I found the yellow one. You'll excuse me. I can never remember the names of any of these. Oh, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> but the yellow one I had childhood memories of because my great grandmother had it in a toy bin for the kids who visited. And in my head, it was like, this is just a weird sun streaker because it's a yellow Lambo. With a head that had the weird, like, ear fins. Mm -hmm. It's, like, eerily close. So, owned those three for a while. Uh, said trip to the shop in Orlando presented me two more. The red and the orange ones. And those were the only two pieces they had. Keep in mind, at every point, these are the only pieces available to me. Mm -hmm. They just happened to be, like, li lined up like this. And uh, I get home, and I do my little haul video, and a, a new friend of mine I made at the convention, uh, one of the guys from Transformer Land, shoots me a text and like, can I send you the white GoBot of Puzzler? <laughs> sure. I'm not going to argue. Hell yeah. Yeah, so a, lo a lot of road trips, a lot of stories with friends, and like, yes, there's a complete puzzler sitting in my shelves now. That is awesome. So I don't want to, I don't want to open a dangerous door for you, but you know what's more what? fun than having a puzzler? What are you gonna say? Is you just keep buying puzzler parts anyway, so you can start taking all the best parts <laughs> and ship of Theseus together, even better puzzlers. I thought you were going to come. I, I thought you were going to say, "Do you know about the seventh part?" <laughs> I thought he was about to sell me on Monstrous, the other GoBot combiner. No, I mean Monstrous is okay. Devil Satan Six is cooler, uh, but Puzzler uniquely is a very fun hobby you can pick up as just a one, a one toy set hobby, where all you do is when you see a Puzzler piece, you buy it, and you just make sure that's your habit. If you see a puzzler piece, oh, you buy it. Because usually they're not that expensive, right? Uh, and then as time goes on, you just like, hey, if I take the tires off this one and the legs off this one and the upper half of this one, I have a better copy of, like, the blue one. Hell yeah. Because um, also the, the foot ones, I believe, have some of the most fragile components, if I remember correctly. Uh, so it also it helps to have spare parts, right? And that's also the joy of collecting GoBots is, you know, a lot of them are only held together by one or two screws. So you can get you can get countless copies of Junkers of GoBots just as, like, parts bin pieces, right? To, to upkeep your toys. You know, 
I think with the stories attached to each piece, I'm fine. Well, then that's I don't think story. I want to go down the endless puzzler rabbit hole. That's your story puzzler, right? But don't My you want to also have like, your 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 play puzzler? <laughs> you know, your car modes puzzler, your robot modes puzzler. They're so cheap. It's just so inexpensive to buy puzzlers. Why not just keep buying puzzlers? Who at Tonka is blackmailing you? It's just a thing that I came to learn is not uncommon amidst GoBot aficionados. Is I, I will as- admit, I will admit, I shared it on Twitter. And, you know, like, I I, I think someone replied to that as like, uh, yeah, I've completed four of them. <laughs> it's, okay. it's not uncommon amidst GoBot aficionados to just, you know, keep getting puzzlers. Because, I mean, they're so inexpensive. You don't have to worry about any additional pieces, right? Like, you just keep getting loose puzzlers. Why not? Why not? So, no, 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 no. No, trust, don't trust me. Ben's already, like, trying to drag me down the GoBot rabbit hole deeper. Oh, does he need he, help? I can help. Because he, here, here's what he did. He also threw in a GoBot stinger. Mmm, lovely toy. Yeah, it's a little yellow boy, or a little gold boy, um, with solid gold plastic. That's shocking. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's a very unique transformation. It's very nice. It's a very lovely little figure. Yeah, the the fun thing about GoBots is that they're they are. I was saying this on a Discord somewhere. I think uh, they are uh, all generally incredibly unique and solid little pocket scale robot transforming robot experiences. And at that scale, I think that they are better than Transformers of the same era. There are no G1 Transformers, in my opinion, that match up to the pocket play value of any given GoBot. They are they are at a unique size for that, so you're basically comparing them to mini bots at that point. In which case, yeah, you'd be correct. Indeed, and that's why it's so fun to just keep collecting GoBots because every single one of them is like a piece of robot candy. And then if you get one that like you know it was cheap, but oh, these parts don't feel all that great, you'll eventually just find another one where those parts feel great, and you can just swap them in. And then you can take the super junky dangly one, you know, gift it to a kid, sell it to a friend for a dollar as a joke. And the cycle continues. Uh, you should uh, you should collect some more GoBots. You can get uh, oh oh, and you can get into the world of Machine Robo because you know there's some GoBots that have no. parts that are kind of hard to no. find. But if you get oh, no. sealed box Machine Robo ones off Yahoo oh, Auctions God. Japan, oh no, <laughs> then you can start and the oh and the the Machine Robo versions come in just little styrofoam inlay boxes that are just like this beautiful like three inch by four inch dimensions and when you have like 18 of them all lined up on a shelf granted that was kind of expensive then they will start to look so cool and oh yeah it's a it's really worth your time why is there there this carrot dangling in front of me what is that especially if you know as if say you were working at like you know a vintage oriented at times toy store like you know GoBots will just come and go through your your, through your uh your desktops and your cabinets i'm sure you'll you'll you might even have some there already. Don't suppose you've checked if you have some there already. I should have put Mirage on the list. <laughs> we could have just complained. But instead, <laughs> uh, Sarcophagus has been opened. The Millennium Puzzle is the first piece is set into place. Uh, well, congratulations on a brave new world. Uh, a, a challenging of the GoBots world. 
Um, that uh, brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you all for listening. Uh, WTFTFW is uh, always happy to give you some uh, conversational good times uh, about your Transformers and similar uh, transforming robot properties of which we are affiliated with none. Um, so uh, we will talk to you again soon. Uh, stay frosty. Keep at it. Um, you can find us uh, all over socials that are listed in the episode things. I do YouTube. TJ does YouTube. Aaron does Extra Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you should probably hit that up. I think that that's been in the show notes. I've just been pasting them. So I actually haven't checked. Um, but yeah, Aaron, like you've gone gold medal already. So you're just cruising. I've gone gold medal. I'm still shy of my overall, my of my personal yeah. goal uh, by like 140 bucks. Uh, you're just shy of a gold medal by 175 bucks. Yep, I'm close. And the gold medal is my personal goal this year. And and uh, TJ, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't see you on our list of cool people. So also, uh, the list of cool people is literally the two of us. I think, unless did, did... Yeah. Alfie Army of Bees, who's at zero. Hmm. So I think it's just—is it just the two of us on the and, on the uh, thing still, another. or did do we have a third? No, the, our our team has five members. Yeah. So is it is it uh, what is it? Forty percent of us are still the the active. <laughs> yeah. 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 Al- Alfie Alfie's halfway to to a, a okay. So metal. I, I hadn't I, I hadn't checked yeah. in a bit. Uh, but yeah, we're we're doing that. Um, I'll be streaming some more. Uh, this you know in the next month and a half, so we can hopefully pump up, get me to a thousand as well. Are you all caught up on your yep. milestones? Uh, that's what I spent a majority of game day doing. Actually, I barely yeah, played games. I I, I, rem- I remember watching you do the two solo card I games. I did a at the nine same and time. a half hour stream, and I think I only played a video game for about three hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, that's a it was a weird stream, but it was fun. Um. But uh, yeah, we're doing that, and uh, you can find us on on, uh, YouTube and various social medias, so uh, come on by and hang out. And uh, until then, uh, until next time, I mean, we will uh, talk to you later. Stay safe and continue to survive. I demand it.